woke up. I threw up. Then you I went threw and... up? I don't know what it was. It was weird. Taco Bell. Okay. No, I didn't have Taco Bell. I just needed something you to drink. I got this for free, by the way. Really? Yeah, went through. Wait, so I said, let me get a Dr. Pepper. Went through. There was like two cars went by. I went up, had my card out. He was like, I should drink, man. It's on us. I was like, thanks, man. Hey. That happens to me all the time, Trey. I don't. I don't think so. People generally like me. There's an <laughs> essence about me. It's called it. I got the it factor. The yeah. it factor. All right. What are we uh, talking about? We talk about whatever we want to talk about. Right. The conversation just. Flew Do you out. have anything you want to talk about? Any specific categories? The endless possibilities. I mean. Okay, so we're going I mean, deep. I I would say yes. There are technically are things we have never, never throw, talked about before. I never throw a die because it could be a different dimension. What different reality? This depending is on the number. Inception. That's actually from. I don't know what it's from. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. Cool. Um. Awesome. Let's start. Have you started it yet? I started in the middle of that oh. conversation. So yeah. Well, Thank welcome you. everybody to yeah. the MSG podcast. Yeah, TJ. Hi, I'm TJ. Uh, so yeah, I guess today. We'll move that up. Here, I'll move up. Wow. Don't know. Hello. What? What? Don't whisper. Okay, That's right, everybody. Uh, this is the uh, the aforementioned ASMR episode. Okay. <laughs> I don't even like that sound. Look at him go. He, he's already I, a professional. I know what I'm doing. I'm gonna open this. Okay. Cherry coke. I think don't we broke spill the curse. That. Hopefully everybody anyway, heard that. Peaked the mic. Definitely heard that. Uh, it's yeah. nice and warm. Yeah, well, I don't keep it in the fridge. I just keep it in my room. All right. You are not sponsored. You can by get. Uh, we got a cup. So, uh, well, actually, yeah. you have an empty cup with ice in it. Just poured yeah, in. Do that. That's a good point. <laughs> I don't do ice. Do you want a cup with ice? No, nah, I'm good. Okay. Come on, though. It's ASMR. I, I don't even know if it's picking that ASMR. up. If it doesn't pick it up, it's gonna be real awkward. Yeah, like silence. I'm trying to pick up the the, the fizz from the I hope coke. I picked up my knuckle cracks. That's cool. I probably did. So probably get the neck crack as well. Man. It's, uh, it's going good. Okay, that doesn't feel good. Yeah, I can crack my knee. In my ankle, my uh, ankle down. Oh yeah, I know that oh. trick. My brother does that trick all the time. <laughs> Where you, you put your um your nail under your it, yeah. you pop it as you do the. I can't do it though. I can't do that fake nose crack. Yeah. See, I can't do it. My nails are too short, so my nails are pretty short too. It's just yeah. hard work and dedication, Trey. For for pretending to crack your nails. Yeah. Hard work, dedication, that's all it takes. It's like a useless talent. Whether it's a talent it's or, interesting, or a skill. It's interesting, but it's not it's not it's a useless skill then. It's a party trick. I mean, it's that's... a party <laughs> trick. It has absolutely no value. It could have value. It amazed you. You just had that wide glaze in your eyes, like, oh my goodness, how do you do that? So, I mean, no, I, I it, said it, it before anybody did it that I knew it, how it was it done. It causes amazement and no, joy it doesn't in people's lives. <laughs> and the whole uh, the magic trick where you uh, make your thumb disappear, that's, that's better. That's, it's for children. Yeah. So it's it was the nose crack thing. No, it surprised you and amazed you just no, now. No, it didn't. If I, took my, I said what it was. If I took my thumb off, you'd be like, oh, I don't know what that is. It's It'd just be you moving your nose back and forth. And you were amazed that I could do that. No, I wasn't. I just pop my nose right in front of you. Oh my gosh. You can't pop your nose. Yeah, I can. No, you can't. It's cartilage. Yes, you can. No, you can't. You can't pop cartilage. I've done it. I had a dream last night. It was strange. Really? Yeah. What yeah. Dream? Good dream or bad dream? Well, it was, it was a dream. <laughs> okay. That's I was running through a forest and I fell in a, a sinkhole. Hmm. 
I just stayed there. <laughs> the whole dream. It was weird. Yeah. Huh. Well, I had time to think in the dream. It was interesting. Like a dream upon a dream. It was awesome. There were people watching me from the forest. It was weird. It's like, are you going to save me from the sinkhole? <laughs> well, this is when I stayed up for that full day. And then usually I sleep on my back and I, you know, like a, like a tomb, you know, just stand still. But I woke up and I was like hanging off the bed with my sheets everywhere. Thought I had got, you know, rustled up during my sleep by somebody. Oh, the I made only, sure, I the only other person in your house. Well, I checked to make sure. Room. I checked to make sure the door was locked, and then I asked Jacob. You lock your I, bedroom I, door? Who doesn't? I don't. I mean, I lock Do my. You? I lock the house door, but not my actual room. I mean, unless unless I had children or something in the house, I would lock my door. And if somebody comes and help, 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 I'm not opening the door. I don't care who it is. I feel like you should, though. No, I sleep in the nude, and I'm not I'm not about to just okay. go open the door. Yeah, I don't sleep in the nude. Well, then that's you, probably the difference. Yeah. You guys aren't living, then. <laughs> no, I'm living. Just not in the nude. <laughs> well, it's the way we were born, so... If I die in my sleep, I want to go out of the world the way I came in. Happy. <laughs> and happy nude. And free. Being nude, it makes yeah. you happy? Yeah, why not? I wish I could be a nudist, but... It's not yeah, in the cards for me. You actually could be a nudist. Not in the cards for me, unfortunately. Well, it it's can't a be in your hard in this day and age. Yeah, I don't think it's that hard. You could. I just I wouldn't want the stigmas that come along with it. What I stigmas? Want to be being nude? Yeah, I want to be a private nudist. So. so that's why you do it in your bedroom? Yeah, with the door locked. <laughs> it's a whole thing. Yeah. When you get it. Yeah, I want it. I hope these mics are picking up my voice. They are. Oh, they are, yeah. Are they? They're pretty good yeah. mics. Are they sure? Yeah. 100%. Sure. He's, he's watching the If anything, right David's the lowest. David, speak. Hi. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is TJ, my brother. He's Hi. our guest. Hello. For today. Hello. Hello, nation. Nation. So we've got an international Hello. What, what is y'all's, what are y'all's fans' names? Well, that's uh, private information. Oh. Yeah. It's, uh, Undisclosed. Are they bronies? Are they the bronies? Oh, what? So no. Far. My Little Pony guys? <laughs> no. I don't oh, think so. Well. I don't know. We're not, so I don't don't think we'd be attracting them. I'm just asking, what did I call? That's all. We've never even talked about My Little Pony. Now we're talking about it now. You brought it up. (laughs) What's going on? I don't know. I watched a documentary about the My Little Pony. They're called bronies. They're guys that like My Little Pony. Yeah. And more than likely, they're into some weird, like, furry things. You know, they dress up like furries and go to conventions. They're probably child predators. It's a whole thing. I mean that's that's kind of far fetched. No, to say it's not. You need to watch the documentary. You, you can't it, say all you bronies seen... are pedophiles. No, you can't. But you could say most of them are. <laughs> you you can't. sure can. No. Yeah, you can. You can and if you watch group though, well, know, some or most. I mean, yeah, like a a priest at a Catholic church, most are pedophiles. Yeah, okay. you could say that. <laughs> but I mean, like, but if you're a grown man in your 30s that lives in your mother's basement and you like. You know, My Little Pony? Yeah. You're probably a pedophile. That's just a fact. It is odd. I'll give it uh, that. That's very odd. Okay. Well, you guys I mean, said... they take can it. have their own preference. They can do what they want, Whoa. technically. Whoa. They can like it's My Little Pony. Country. It doesn't, it doesn't just... mean they're pedophiles. Oh, I thought you said they could do whatever they want in terms of being a pedophile. No, assuming no, 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 assuming no, no, it's no. legal. <laughs> I don't think it's claiming that. Assuming it's I don't think being legal. a brony should be legal, honestly. So... <laughs> Yeah, there's there's not many. Or there's some things that are legal that are not good. <laughs> you think bronies are one of them? I, I'm not <laughs> saying that. I'm just saying there's some things that are legal that shouldn't be. Well, I mean, there are guys that go to Comic Con that are like big into like superheroes or Star Wars yeah, or Lord of the Rings. Which no, and I'm cool with all those things. 
That's fine. I don't care if you're a weirdo nerd like that. But don't be a weirdo nerd with a child's show. That's creepy. Isn't it? Noise. So. I don't know. It's not weird. Somebody's doing stuff on the outside. It's like a humming voice. It's probably like a leaf blower or something. It's yeah. Probably, leaves have been dropping like crazy since the freeze. There's the leaves. Yeah, Trey knows about the leaves. He's a leaf man. I'm a leaf man. Yeah, he's Give us your professional opinion about the leaves. <laughs> really break it down for us. We need <laughs> to understand. Break it, break it down. I don't know anything about leaves. I just bag them. There you go. Bag, bag them and tag them. them. Gotcha, boy. Jinx. I said it Get first. on my level, dude. I said it first, so come at me. Beginning of the end. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. I just gave you a hey, Coke. that's the joke. So. You should have laughed instead of being sassy. Ha. Ha. A sibling rivalry over here. And so the... I haven't listened to the podcast in that little bit, fellas. That's fine. You've been I missing you... out. Well, I've been listening to I listened to all of them for quite some time, and then I no longer like walk around all day, so mm. I don't. It's like, what am I going to do? Sit in my living room instead of playing a game or watching a movie and listening I mean, to the podcast? You, I mean, you could play That's a game a and listen to the podcast. I mean, there's guys like Joe Rogan out there. If I'm going to watch, listen to podcast podcast, I'm going to okay. play. <laughs> I'm going to play that one. I thought about <laughs> playing your podcast on the way here, but I was like. Too tired for that, so I didn't. I see. That's okay. But are you guys getting into your uh, conspiracies or anything? It's been a while since we've done. We've that. only done one episode, oh technically. Oh my gosh! And we I, yeah, we need to break them out again. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know much about conspiracies. They're being suppressed. That's, that's why I already, we can't learn up on them. The last thing we talked about was the Area Fifty One oh, no. raid. They're all gone on YouTube, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I remember they used to be everywhere. They you took down most of the nine eleven videos. That was most of my like early twenties. Was just that. scrolling. I used to watch those like crazy shadow people. Shadow people. Well, that's a new one, isn't it? Shadow people. I was around when I was a kid. I mean, that's big now. Oh, probably is. It it wasn't big when I was little, which made it even creepier. Shadow people, just like demons. I remember the video. It was like you'd you'd have like a space in between people in a picture, and you could just make out some eyes, and they're oh look, it's a shadow person. I don't know about (laughs) that. Photoshop or something. It could have been, bro. I know. That's big. No, I was I was hoping you guys were big podcasts. I was ready to get down with some podcast or some uh, uh, conspiracies. And then we'll bring one we'll up. Bring we'll one up. You ever heard of Tataria? No, see, that's I, Atlantis, right? No, see, I can't bring it up. You guys aren't even on the level of that. You guys are still talking about shadow people. I don't even know what to do with that. It's like I learned that when I was like twelve. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like I don't even know what to do. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, we've disappointed you. Well, you should look up Tataria. It is a interesting thing. Sounds like, it sounds like Avatar. You know where the blue people live? Okay. I've always it's been interested. Terabithia? Exactly. <laughs> no. That's what that now you're disrespecting like. me, and I don't like <laughs> I, it. I can disrespect any theory I want. No, I was saying, there, I'm a big history guy, and I've always wondered, if you ever look at like a map of like Alexander the Great, perhaps, um, if you look at the map, he goes down into, like he gets to India, right? Goes down that side. If you look at the Roman Empire, it's like the Adriatic. So North Africa around up to Italy and over to Spain and to Britain. And nobody ever goes north right. from Italy. Macedonia, nobody ever goes north. And I've always wondered why, you know. Maybe they don't like the cold. I mean, yeah, that's fine, but... Don't want to like, get frostbite? When, uh, Napo- <laughs> when Napoleon Bonaparte um, went to Russia, you know Napoleon Bonaparte, mm-hmm. the French guy? He went to Russia and he just he destroyed most of the crops and most of the agriculture of Russia, which is in like that. It's not cold there, yeah. you know. So why didn't anybody ever go up there? I've always wondered that because if you look at an old map, there's a place called Tataria, which is Russia all the way to China, 
and it's on actual maps. So I've always wondered, what is that? Well, but, if if they found out on the map, then somebody's been there to name at it. At some point. Yeah. No, Marco Polo, you guys know who that is? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he named the whole area Tataria. Interesting. So the, and he probably went there. Yeah. Or someone before him. That's what him. Marco Polo did, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. So he maybe they, were like, they were like, oh, this is already discovered. We're going to go do yeah, other and stuff. All the, but I'm saying it went all the way to like modern day Ukraine, okay. which is just to the north of Rome, just to the north of the Ottoman Empire, just to the north of Macedonia. And if you ever look at these massive heroes and people that conquered the world, they never went north. Like you look at the Persian Empire, they never went past this point. They never, you know, the Babylonian, well, the Babylonians never went that far. But I've always wondered, what is that? You know? Maybe they were just so dang nice, like the Canadians, and nobody wanted to mess with them. It's like, hey, they're our buddies. We can't I, attack them. Maybe they didn't know if they would get the credit for even going Yeah, there. that's right. It's so far out of the. Maybe purview. there's nothing up well, there, so it would be a waste of time. Well, that's where, you know, Attila the Hun, you guys know who that is? Mm-hmm. That's where he came from. That's where Genghis Khan came from. That's where the Scythian Empire came from. So there's plenty of reasons to go up there. Yeah, but All of those, those empires were conquering forces in Europe. Except for Genghis Khan. He just extorted a bunch of people. He was pretty smart in, in the way that he Yeah, the largest land empire in the world. Yeah. I love that guy. You know, one third of all of us are related to him, you know? Yeah. So we're accurate. brothers, so <laughs> we're brothers, so we can't, you know, it's just two of us. So more than likely, there's a chance that you or us, you look like Genghis Khan a little bit. So all right, here we go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, shoot, we're all related by Adam. But you know, Genghis you Khan killed so many people during his time that he changed, like, global warming. That's what they say. Mm hmm. He brought the temperature of the earth down. Yeah. That's an insane thing. And that's only the known world at the time. It's yeah, like North and South America. Things. They still had all their people. And one third of the world was slaughtered by the man. Mm-hmm. Good guy. Oh, Good, yeah. Yeah, great. Good Christian I mean, man. Wonderful yeah. role model. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> people have used his tactics ever after he, he stopped course but he had some great tactics well genghis khan his biggest contribution to the world was he joined china and europe you know that's where the silk road was came from you know they transport silk back and forth that's his biggest contribution because after he died his son i think it was kubla khan he only lasted for a few more years and then the whole empire crashed and burned you know but i always wonder because if you look at genghis khan you know where they came from Guys, did you not go yeah, to the history? spot up north that you said Xander fear? Whatever you <laughs> Tartaria? said. Tataria? Tataria, whatever. Tataria? Tataria. It's been a while since I uh, took middle school. <laughs> no, they came, from, they came from Mongolia. Oh, you yeah, even know where Mongolia. that's at? I mean, that's just above China. You know, you know who Genghis Khan was before he was the ruler of the world? Oh, bitch. No, he was a, he was a, a, he was a bastard. <laughs> oh, He was yeah. a bastard and he was a horseman. He raised horses. And then he conquered the world. I mean, how is that? How did he gather an army to, you know, take down China and most of the known world? You know, the only reason he didn't go to Europe is because I think the supply trains were short and they didn't want to fight. So they just extorted everybody. Like, give us money and we'll leave. Okay. The guy <laughs> conquered the entire world. He could have conquered everything. He was a gangster. Yeah, but like, time. you know, how did that, how did he do that? You know, I've always wanted those things. Like the same thing with Alexander. Alexander, you know, I don't know, I like history. But I can tell you guys don't know much about history. It's unfortunate. Not to the same level you do. David, you might not that's unfortunate. You study history. No, I just I would say me and David don't brush up as much. Well, I mean, those who don't know history are doomed to repeat it. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. That's very true. 
So uh, we're going to become the next Genghis Khan. And, uh, mm, let's do it. In the podcasting world? Yep. You're going to wipe everyone else out. Well, you're going to have to take down the likes of like Joe Rogan. and We're coming for you, Joe. Ben Shapiro. And, Easy. I mean, Both Pod of Save are... America, all those guys. Who? It's a, it's oh. a political show. Mm. No, see, we'll just use the, uh, the Napoleonic strategy and just take them under our wing. We're not really going to be getting, getting rid of them. We'll just, there you go. They're going to be for our cause. Yeah, well. Yeah, that's Napoleon. Interesting you brought him up. I mean, you brought him up, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, he went to Russia. Okay. And 70,000 men died. 70,000 of his soldiers died. Yeah. You know how many people died in the atomic, where the nuclear weapons dropped on... Uh, was it? Nebus? Hiroshima. 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 Yeah, Hiroshima. Hiroshima. You know how people died doing it. that? Uh, it was... Two million. Well, it was a lot. It was not millions, no. I mean, the the fallout. The fallout, yeah. Yeah, and the cancer. No, it was like 20,000. Really? Yep. I, I knew they were fairly small cities, but I never did the yeah. number. That, see, that's the, that's the one that got me is when I studied a little bit on him because he went to Moscow. And if you don't know, the capital of Russia is not Moscow. It's St. Petersburg, which is closer than Moscow. So why would he go to Moscow? It's an interesting thing. It's an interesting thought. Because then... You guys know the story of like the Tsar Anastasia, you know the mm-hmm. Disney yeah. show? Lost heir to the Tsar. Yeah. yeah. Like the Tsar they ruled for like three hundred years, the Romanovs. You know, how? You know? What is there in Russia? Russia's more bountiful than most people give credit for, but most of the continent is just barren wasteland. It's bountiful, sure, but that's what I'm saying. Like it, it's mostly bountiful in that European section of like yeah, the Eurasia section. So, grow most of the so why has no one ever gone to Russia, you know? The only people that I can think of that have tried was Napoleon Bonaparte and Hitler. And Hitler got wrecked, and Napoleon Bonaparte got wrecked. Never start a land war in Asia. Mm. The cold ruins most people. If you're just not acclimated to it and, and trying to invade, it's like, there's no way. No, I understand that. Well, I mean, the reality is in World War II, Russia would have got... It would have been a standstill. Uh, Germany would have owned all of those bountiful lands in the USSR. The only reason Russia survived is because America supplied them, along with most of Europe. So, I mean, it's not really the cold, per se, that killed them. It's the supply that kept coming in and in. Right. And Uh, besides that, Germany was weakened by the fact that they had multiple fronts going on simultaneously. Well, I've, I've done a thought about this. If America had never joined the war, I mean, the reality is that it would have just been a standstill. And... Germany would have just taken France, and Britain would have been like the only European power to have survived that, because there's no way that, I mean, there's a way, but it would have been tough for the Germans to take their boats across that channel, because at the time, you know, Britain had a very powerful navy. So really, Germany would have owned all of those bountiful lands in Russia, and France, and Italy, and all, well, not Italy, but all those areas. Yeah, there's a good chance that that would have happened. So it was it was good that uh, Japan just decided to attack America. Well, they that, wanted to help but that's Germany not why out. we that's not why we joined the front in Europe, though. No, but that's what got us interested in the war because we we yeah. were war neutral up until that point. But, Nobody wanted war. Yeah, it's like World War One. There was a lot of you know during World War One was that the nineteen teens, right? Yeah, it was up until the twenties. I mean, there were a lot of German people, like first generation German people, that came over to America at that time. Yeah. They didn't want to get involved in World War One. But we spanked that. And then, you know, yeah. The reason we got involved in the European front was because a series of things happened. 
and one of them involved burning down a a U.S. Uh, like a with a bunch of U.S. people on it. They bombed it. Yeah. There's a lot of blunders that Hitler made. I've always questioned why. You know, he, it's it's a foolish thing because he was obviously not a stupid man. He no. was certainly drugged out of his mind. <laughs> yeah, by the end of his life, because he he didn't trust doctors, but he has one doctor that he did trust yeah. that had alternative methods. Well, that he was on were not good for him. He had meth, cocaine. He had was it taurin from bull urine? Wait, tar? tar like it, there's stuff in Red Bull. Yeah. Oh, taurine. Tar, yeah, but it was bull urine. Is what he was drinking. Yum. Yeah. And he was like taking Viagra and stuff. He like had all these mixtures of things. Yeah, he wanted he was taking the charcoal pills. He was doing what those other people do when they take drugs, trying to talk to the other aliens, the other dimensions. I well, I think he trying to get advanced of, information. I think he just had a lot of ailments, and since he wasn't doing the actual like health relate, like actual doctoral, he was looking fixes, for other. He had like the weird he probably was super was stressed out himself. though. Oh, I'm sure he was. So he's probably looking ways to relax. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying he wasn't a stupid man. So I've always wondered why he. Like, I'm pretty sure that, that what got America involved in Europe was kind of a stage thing. Like, perhaps the British did it, you know, to get them over. Maybe the Americans did it to convince the Americans. I don't think Hitler would have done themselves. that. But there's I, no way of knowing for certain, because there's also, I mean, America has a history of beginning wars or getting into wars based on propaganda. Yeah. I mean, even look at our own revolution. The Revolutionary War was started on the propaganda of the Boston Massacre. That it was not as bad as they portrayed it in the newspaper. Oh, it was like it, what, like ten people died or something? Yeah, and maybe not even that. Yeah, but, what do you I mean, mean the, uh, what do you call it? Um, the the picture that they had silversmithed yeah. that was the the cover paper. Yeah, uh, for that newspaper, it was like you know everybody killing each other. Yeah. It was it was pretty potent in stirring that. And the what do you call it? The French and Indian War. It was the same thing. Yellow journalism caused that. Yeah, I mean there was the. The whole thing in uh, Cuba, what was it called? The Operation, dang it, where they were going to pay, where they supplied Cuban, you know, loyalists to America to attack the American base on Guantanamo Bay. And then that was blundered, you know. There's a lot of stuff like that, like, for sure, you know, that stuff happens. Like, you know, I've always wondered, you know, what was the point in going to war against Iraq? And, like, there's a whole bunch of stuff that I've always questioned. My biggest question, though, is why nobody ever went north. Want to know? Why don't you take a trip up north then? <laughs> let's, let's I mean, it's salt. Russia now. Yeah, you can get into Russia. Well, it's just interesting because all those forests in Russia—well, not all of them, but most of them—are only a couple hundred years old. So either everything was destroyed, burned down, whatever, and then grew back two hundred years later. Well, I mean, you know, two hundred years ago, or like it's all brand new forest, which that's it, weird. If that's it the could case, have planted trees. And did it over yeah. time? Forest. Yeah. No, that's that. That's not what happened. I'm just... No, I mean, is. they grew 200 years ago. Naturally. I've always wondered that. It's a crazy, crazy thing. There's some things I don't think we'll ever know the true causes of, because all history, going back even to its its root, whoever wrote the history is slightly biased. Yeah. Or they didn't have all the facts, so they only wrote what they knew. Well, history is written by the victors, you know? Yeah, especially so. around wars. But, I mean, there's some general history that, you know, they have a specific way they're looking at the facts, whether well, it's I mean, their personal biases or But, I mean, it's like, yeah, I guess so, but, like, for the longest time, you know, Troy, you know, the story of the Trojan yeah. horse, they thought that was all fake because there was no evidence of Troy. Mm. You know, then they found Troy. So, I mean, 
that would have been a considered a, a fiction for yeah. a very long time. But then it turned out to be real, you know? So, like, what is written down is real. Who knows, you know? Oh, yeah. But, like, uh, one of the biggest things that I... Like, if I go back in time and I knew how to read ancient languages, I want to go to, like, the Library of Alexandria. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, they said that they lost... There was, like, 100,000 books there. They lost, like, 3,000 years worth of knowledge, you know? Yeah, that was the biggest tragedy. I mean, did it tell you how the pyramids were made, you know? Did it, did it tell you, know. you know, about this and that, you know? Because, I mean, like... One of the more ancient societies we know of is Sumer, which is the Sumerians, the Sumerian texts. You've heard all that, mm-hmm. and they had like they had like sewage systems and stuff. And it's like that was like four thousand BC. You know how did they figure that? Out? How do they know that? You know, I've always wondered. Like I wish we could have that knowledge because it would tell you. It, I'm sure it would tell you a lot about you know pre you know Alexandrian time. Yeah, shoot the just the sheer amount of technology that civilizations had. We can only barely grasp the things that they understood from a you know infancy i mean just look at some of these that you don't really think of them as advanced but you look at the mayans and their mathematics i had to study that for college and do a paper on it and with with lines and circles on a, a page they had little symbols for their mathematics they calculated the distance from earth to the moon within like a couple hundredths of or a thousandth of an inch yeah. Uh, you know, they, they charted the stars. You know, that, their famous calendar was accurate all the way up until it ran out of space. I mean... Well, it's like, do you know you know where corn... you think, is corn a natural thing? N- no, not the way we have it today. No, no, it was never a natural thing. No. Corn was man-made, like 4,000 years ago. You tell me how to do that, Trey, in the year 2021. I don't know how to make corn. I don't know how to make corn either. And they they made it in I think it was the Aztecs in Mexico. They created corn. That's insanity. The Mayans that it's rough terrain out there. It's hard to grow crops, and they were able to make their own soil in order to grow crops. We can't do that today, you know. So there's the yeah, things like that, that in problem. history. It's like how do you, how'd you figure that out? You yeah. know, theriac, mithridatium, vitrum flexile, like all of these lost technologies that they're, they're just sitting there scratching, like. Vitrum flexial specifically was the thing that captivated me because there's a, a well-known historical text that talks about it was a glassmaker in Rome during the reign of Nero. Good and man. he created good, good Christian man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was yeah. a wonderful guy. Yeah. Uh, and this glassmaker created vitrum flexial, which is Latin for flexible glass. Yeah. And he took it to Nero because it was just this brand new thing. And famously, Nero took the glass and threw it on the ground, and it just bent. Hmm. And the glassmaker picked it up and used a little hammer to beat it back into shape, and it was good as new. And so, of course, Nero, recognizing the talent of this man, had him immediately executed, and his glass <laughs> studio burnt to the ground. <laughs> because he thought it was going to devalue the Roman gold that was in circulation yeah. at the time. But we are almost 100% certain that that happened, but we can't figure out how to make flexible glass. How yeah, this guy do it. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure there's some kind of flexible gas somewhere right now, and it might be something that we know as you know plastics or something. Yeah. We don't know. Well, it, yeah, but I mean, that's like that's crazy stuff. Because if you look at it, I've always been interested in the Romans, but they, they, like, they held back a lot of things, you know. And then right after that was the Middle Ages for the most part, and they destroyed everything. Mm-hmm. You know, they went through everywhere and burned everything down and. All these ancient, like they had all these colonies, they just took all of the ancient stuff. But like the Romans, they they did a lot of things, and I've always wondered why. Like, 
why would you they don't know who burned alexandria they think it might have been julius caesar but it was sometime between like i think 200 bc to like 100 ad i think julius caesar was like like 43 bc or something like that so somewhere in that time they think it was burnt down it's like why why would you like what i've always wondered why they did all that stuff because i mean the romans were in new and ingenuitive for sure you know they had roads all around the world and they had hadrian's wall in great britain they had you know they had aqueducts and bathhouses and all kinds of things but a lot of things were destroyed by the romans and then the middle ages came and everything was basically all knowledge was basically lost at that point and anything that was still around was taken in by by the church and messed with you know so i will you know i'm interested in history it's a fun it's a fun place to live your life you know but like you know but tataria has always been something i've wondered about because they traced their lineage back to uh i believe it was japheth oh okay you know the sons of noah mm-hmm. they traced it all the way back to there that's interesting yeah so i've always wondered about that because i mean then you had the russian czars which started in like the 1500s Oil wasn't a thing until, I believe, 19, like the early 1900s, maybe the late 1800s. So it was like 300 years before oil. So right now, Russia's wealth is almost solely tied to oil. So the Russian czars were like the most powerful people in the region. How? You know? Well, I know there's, there's lots of metals in Russia. So they, they could have been mining for precious metals and perhaps gems. I don't know if, if they have many gemstones up there yeah but at the time there was a bunch of colonies as well you know you know britain had colonies all over the place that were mining gold in africa diamonds you know the dutch i mean everybody had that stuff too but like the czars were like the most the czar was that's why that that's why the they were burnt to the ground the whole family was killed because they were the last of like a true like monarchy you know that's why they were all killed but they were like the last monarchy you know how were they able to do all that you know it's interesting stuff yeah they went yes, to war sir. with the Japanese. That was what killed them. But yeah. <laughs> that was before Japan. That. Yeah, it was the the Japanese Jap Russo War or something like that. Hmm. And it was on the other side of the world because you know they own all the way to like yeah, like, like North Korea the area. Yeah, and uh, they sailed there. Uh, it was the most like intense, like the biggest fleet in all of Europe. They sailed it all the way around to Japan. And Japan destroyed that in a matter of like two days. <laughs> like, for bring real. down some more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take them too. No, for real. Like two days, they destroyed that entire fleet. You know, so Russia lost a ton of their power at that point. Yeah, there's been several instances of that throughout world history where somebody amasses a huge fleet and they go and try and attack somebody, and then by chance, you know, oh, there's a big storm, it wipes them all out. Well, Japan's like crazy with that. Like Genghis Khan tried to go over there. And he couldn't make it because of the storm. The Chinese tried. Japan is like, I don't know, they survived for a long time. Yeah. You know, but yeah, Japan, their navy and the weather. Hey, did you know Japan has got the most snow in the world? I've, I've heard about that. Yeah, yeah. Like I've seen pictures it, of where it's Yeah, huge it snows drifts. more in Japan than anywhere else in the world. Mm. So they just got inclement weather out there, I guess. Yeah, it's just And the samurais, you know. <laughs> I'd like to see a samurai cutting his I mean, way look, the if your drift. society has a kamikaze, there's something, there's some kind of deep respect there, you know? That's interesting. It was too. all honor based, essentially. Mm-hmm. Even if it was slightly twisted at times, it was, it's very impressive the things that they mustered based on that alone. Yeah. Well, if you look back at during like the World War II era, Japan had like 
they were in China. They had like the Koreas. They had like a part of Russia. Like they owned a lot of stuff during that time. They did a lot of terrible, terrible things along with the Germans. Like they were like sewing off a leg and attaching it to an arm to see if it would still work. That kind of stuff. (laughs) Yeah, like for real. And then the Germans were like, you know, like they were doing chemical stuff. I've always wondered like what did America do? You know, because those people we know about because they lost the war, you know. We already know about some stuff America's done, but I've always wondered, like, what's the deep, dark secret of America that, you know, we did during those times? Yeah, there's probably lots of weird stuff that none of us would be comfortable learning, but it's it'd be good if some of that came out eventually. Oh, yeah, we, we can't be goody-two-shoe. No, no country is great on any moral grounds, because we're all humans at the yeah. end of the day. But the truly great societies, they do all these terrible things, which, you know, is part of it, but they always advance society, you know. But that's interesting. What's the word? Um, dang it. Where you're the sole power in the world. Not a superpower, but it's a, it's a particular word where you can basically bend the world to your will. There's only one world power right now, and that's America. But soon... Kind of catching up pretty, pretty dang Yeah, good. but there's soon to be a few because I was looking at this and... There's like an age, so when China had that time where they could only have one kid, mm-hmm. the population is older, yeah. just like the same as in, in Russia, because they lost a lot of young people. So they're older in age. So in 20 years, they're not going to have any like young people so much. They're not going to have like the same strength of military, same with Russia. You know, America's pretty steady. We'll, we've got a good mix. So that's why there's so much aggression coming from those places and North Korea as well, because there's about to be a, a savage change. Anyways, it's a whole thing. Well, I mean, with wars being less and less about fighting people head on and more about you know, just launching warheads and then countering those warheads, I mean, they can do massive damage without actually having the personnel. Well, well what, what wars have gone on since, say, the 1950s? None that were involved, or not big ones that were involved. Well, with. I mean, we, got we were Iraq involved in a lot, but what Vietnam. other countries, what other wars have gone on, aside from America? Because we were in Vietnam, we were in Korea, you know, we, Iraq, we did all those things after the 50s, but what other countries have gone to war? It's been the African wars. Uh, Civil the, wars. Yeah. The but what countries have gone to war? What countries have invaded whom? I mean, Russia... Yeah, there's te- not been a lot. There, there yeah. really haven't. I mean, technically, China took back Beijing... That wasn't a war, and that happened just recently. Yeah, that was more pressure. And then there's and, been tensions with China and India recently, but that's not broken out into war. Yeah, well, I mean, even like Pakistan and India have been bombing each other since like for like 100 years now, but there's no war. Yeah. And I guess technically Russia took parts of Iraq, or Iraq, um, what is that called? Iran? No, um, right there. With a freak, I forget it. Afghanistan? No, it's oh. right next to Russia. Just Russia too. <laughs> well, whatever. That gummit. China? No. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, but India? like, th- there's been no like real wars. I mean, why is that? You think, Trey? Well, it's because right. it's because America is legally bounded to if someone in their group gets attacked to go to war. So because America is the top dog, nobody wants to go to that open-headed war. So what happens if America is no longer the top dog and there is no world power anymore? Then what happens? Open war. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So if that happens, it's going to be a... A madhouse. Heck of a time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, there's all these... There's all these little countries in Africa, all these little countries in Central Asia that are only there because, you know, the UN decided they're a country. 
all those places would be turned into one massive, you know, Probably countries. So. Yeah. Yeah. But you still have allies. Well, if there's no keep, world power of America... But people will still have allies, even if there wasn't world powers. Sure, but who's the allies of, of little countries in Africa? Like, who's the ally of Sudan? Well, I'm not saying everybody has allies. Some people are just kind of there. Well, I'm saying, like, who's the ally <laughs> of... Some, like some people, have, some people haven't ally. done anything, so they haven't made allies. So well, like, just kind of think chill. about this, right? So, um, Egypt, there's what? Is it, like, 100 million people in all of Egypt or something like that? Well, down to the south that. is Ethiopia and Sudan. That's where the water comes from. They could just dam up the water. Well, that would, <laughs> that would probably path. start something. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, if America is no longer world power, then if you attack, it's like Saudi Arabia is one of our biggest allies. If you attack Saudi Arabia and America is not really world power, would it really matter if they came to your aid? You know? If like China was doing it or Russia, because China has way more soldiers than we do. The only reason we're powerful is because of our technology. But if we no longer are a world power and we lose, you know, a third of our GPA, GDP, you know, it's like, yeah, you know. I've been thinking about this stuff a lot. I enjoy this stuff. It's taking your podcast in a weird direction, but I like <laughs> it's it. It's okay. You're talking about a third world war. No, it much. wouldn't be. That's what it sounds like. It wouldn't like. be a world war. It would be, be, it would be the world at war. You know, like many different, like, wars and annexes and maybe not open wars, but just the taking of many countries but there wouldn't yeah, be an political actual pressure more than anything yeah you might have some wars or just strikes to get people to comply but i don't well, think like right have... now you know america for the most part controls the oil yeah. which is why we went to war in kuwait because i believe it was the russians did you did you guys read about that where um the saudi arabians dropped the price of oil i saw that and the russians suffered for it yeah that's because um, Saudi Arabia and the U.S. and all of that Middle Eastern area supplies like two-thirds of the world's oil. So Saudi Arabia could drop the price of oil to like a dollar and every oil-rich country would suffer. That's what happened to Venezuela. You know, that's a fun one, the economy. <laughs> Venezuela is an interesting case. I, I like studying it and, and people always get upset when I bring it up. But <laughs> Well, if you're going to be an oil-rich country, you've got to play ball or you got to be Russia. And not yeah. not care. And just own the ball. <laughs> yeah. You know, they don't own the ball, though. That's the thing. No. Nah, that's what... But so, they could. Well, it, they'd, they'd have to play a little bit different. I think they've got a, a long-term game that they're playing. Well, I think a lot of... Like China and Russia, I think they play long... I think so does America. Everybody plays a long-term yeah. game. It's like, you know... It should who be. Who was anyway. it? Was it... I think it was... It was either Franklin D. Roosevelt or maybe Woodrow Wilson... And our economy used to be backed, you've heard of the gold standard? Mm-hmm. It used to be backed by gold. Now it's backed by oil, the petrodollar. And that's because we, yeah. made, we made a deal. Do you know that if you want to buy oil in the world, you have to pay with American dollars? Yeah, because yeah, we're the standard currency. Yes. So because of that, our economy cannot collapse because it would have collapsed the world economy, you know? Yeah. So but it's like. China's been making moves on the US dollar here recently I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're yeah but china and america couldn't really ever go to an open war because they rely on each other so heavily they do but i mean a war in the background is still a war i think that's coming if it's not well, it, it might take it, several it, generations to get there if but... there was a war with china it would it's kind of what it already is like a cold war yeah, you know it's, it's just an influential war and i guess right now it's kind of a stalemate but 
America could sustain itself. They have oh, yeah. the oil, the food. They have all the things they need to sustain itself. But, but you they, can have a leader that's interested in that. Well, what China's trying to do right now is build a road system across Asia. And if they do that, that connects like seven or six billion people. You know, because right now the way things get transported is through the uh, U.S. naval best yeah. systems. You know, so that's, that's why ship. America has made a lot of things happen to make a lot of money. You know, the oil, the navy, all that stuff. But if China gets a road system built, well, I mean, what else is there? There's just what like a couple islands off the coast, and then North and South America. Everything else is connected by land. You know, yeah. Africa. Asia, Europe, it's all connected by land. So if they get a, a, a road system in order to transport all this stuff, they don't need the Navy. They don't need the shipping stuff. That's actually kind of interesting because that's exactly what Hitler did in early Germany before he started getting militant and breaking out the brown shirts and that whole uh, deal. He started investing heavily in uh, road networks and, yeah. and railroads. And what he did is he offered these road building and railroad building services to his neighboring countries. So that was before he had any sort of desire to take them over. I'm sure he had the desire, but he wasn't open about it. But he went in there and built a whole bunch of railroads, and he built them to a specific standard, which was the you know the, the same width of the tracks that were needed for German railroads and whatnot. And he built them all the way up to the border, and he did that on Germany as well. So when he got ready to attack, he just connected up the railroads, yeah. and he could just farm troops in everywhere. Yeah, I mean, that's Take what, over really quick. First of all, it goes to my point, like, you know, Hitler was not a stupid man, so yep. I don't understand a lot of what he did. But it's the same thing the Romans did. The Romans, notoriously, had a terrible navy, mm-hmm. you know? They just made roads and connected all of the known, you know, their kingdom, you know? The same thing with—that's when the Russian czars, that's when they really came to prominence, is they had railroad systems across the whole country, you know? So that's a big thing. So if China does that, they would be in a position to take over the economy, and then they would become the new world power. So I, I don't know. I've always wondered what America's doing. Are they like out there, like, you know, bombing the roads? Are they like, they like, you know, throwing coronavirus on like the people building them? Like I don't know. I've always wondered what are they doing about that? You know, uh, maybe nothing. Maybe everything. We we don't know because they don't tell us. Well, they had That's... a plan. They had a plan to build road systems connecting you know the known that whole region by 2025. But because of COVID, it's kind of had a standstill, and because of the age crisis in China, they're like running out of. Options, yeah. So it's like that's why they're making a lot of moves in like Africa and stuff like that because they need a new workforce mostly because a lot of their money comes from you know us shipping things there for them to make for us. You know, so they're going to lose a lot of that workforce. So they're trying to find a new workforce, and I think that's what they're you know they're investing heavily in Africa right now. So interesting. World world economics is a fun thing. They they almost never talk. You have to go and look. For these dealings, because they don't talk yeah. about them on the regular news. They haven't talked about them for a while, anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of warm in here. Can you turn the fan it's on? It's nice and oh. balmy. No, I should take it's my It's like 72 out there. Take my hoodie off, that's all. Yeah, it's like humid out, though. Yeah. But, I don't know. Fun stuff. I mean, how about aliens, huh? <laughs> it's just a perfect segue. Perfect. Well, I mean... They came out. I mean, you guys saw that... Uh, was the it FBI Daniel, or Daniel Favor? pictures of... Aliens or oh, UFOs or that. something? Well, no, I, I just I heard about that. a lot of people said that aliens, you know, unidentified. What do they call them? They don't call them UFOs anymore. They call them unidentified. No, they call them it's some genderless. Other, it's some other weird word. But they crash. came out, and if you saw that Daniel Fravor, David Fravor video of the Tic Tac, you guys should watch it. I don't know. Well, there's a, sh- a ship that they have on radar, and he saw in person. 
that like went from like one foot off sea level to like 30,000 feet in the span of like a second. But it's on video. Anyways, hmm. like the radar couldn't track it. It like was here one second and then it was like, you know, way over Dumb, here. Yeah, yeah, teleportation. Or it was moving faster than the speed of light or the speed of light, you know. But yeah, they came out and basically said, yeah, aliens are real. What do you think about that? Doesn't bother me any. Doesn't bother me. I would still like to see some proof. Do you believe in aliens? Currently, no. But I'm always open for the idea. Do you believe in aliens? At the moment, I don't believe in them. But at the same time, if proof came out, I wouldn't be all that surprised. It doesn't shake my. But you world don't think any. you don't think they like came out with pictures and said, "Oh, aliens are real" to distract from maybe something else. I mean, that's yeah, that's fine. That's all well and dandy. I mean, yeah. But if you pay if you pay attention, like if you're an alien person. You're going to see, like, during, when COVID first hit, you know what happened? There was a trial. You remember the Benghazi thing with Hillary Clinton? Yeah. There was a trial for Hillary Clinton during that time. Did you know that? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure did she get any time for it? I'm pretty sure they canceled canceled it. I could be wrong. No, no, they went through with it, and she was exonerated. Yeah, if you pay attention. Because I knew about it right when COVID was happening. Yeah, but that doesn't really matter. If you're you're a person who pays attention to aliens, you pay attention to that, too. So, I mean, yeah, you may be distracting a chunk of people, but, I mean, you know. Yeah, I don't know. They could be some, like, weird, like, what is it called? A PSYOP, where they're like, yeah, aliens are real. And then, you know, they come up with these, like, weird, like, guys in green suits and like oh that's an alien you know oh yeah i think they got that stuff going on all the time just as a maybe a distraction from other things yeah because stuff comes out very conveniently it's like oh something's about to come out look at this thing that we yeah. found that happens all the time yeah it does it's it's fun it's weird like i don't mean to break up 9-11 but i think 9-11 was real i'm not one of those people mm-hmm. but what happened a day or two before 9-11 they were trying to account for, was it uh, $200 billion that had gone uh, basically missing to black projects? Hmm. And then that section of the Pentagon was hit by a plane. So it's like, mm, okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. weird stuff like that. You know, I'm not saying that America did that. Right. I'm just saying that's an odd thing. There's a lot of stuff like that in history, you know? Like, something's about to happen and they need to get rid of some things, you know? And boom. Yeah, oh, no, it's happens. gone. Yeah. What happened? Who knows? Yeah, but then it's somebody, uh, like, two months before 9-11, um, the guy who owned the building sold it to somebody else. You mean the World Trade Center? Yeah, the Twin Towers. Oh, I don't know about that. And then because the towers went down, he got the insurance for it, so he made a buttload of money. Oh, that may be true. After going down, so maybe that was also already planned well, that so may he be, make money. That may be true, but if he sold it, why would he make money for it? No, the guy who bought it. For insurance? Yeah. Oh, well, he, yeah. He I got mean, the insurance money because it went down. Yeah. So maybe d- that was. I'm not. He did look, to get if I had money. to guess, 9/11 is one of those weird things where I don't want to attribute that to America, but I would say I'm 50/50 on that. You know, it's like the Kennedy assassinations. I think like one percent that it was just old. What's his name? Uh, Oswald. I think like one percent it was just him that shot. I think there were some other. Sketchy oh, things. For sure. I mean, anything that happens on an international scale that has that much importance, well, there, there's a chance that was it was exactly how they said it. Behind that, but you only saw well, the guy probably, the trigger. Well, probably... I mean, the, the Kennedy family... The Bay of Pigs. That's what it was called. Oh, yeah. The Bay of Pigs. Yes. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, with Kennedy, he had a lot of enemies. No. The CIA hated him. The FBI hated him. Well, his family was real big with the mob. Well, I the mean, mob hated him yeah. because his brother was 
cracking the mob over the head. That's like in in I believe it was Chicago. He was the dist- he was the attorney general maybe, and he went to Chicago and started like what was that guy's now nah, whatever. But yeah, a lot of people hated him. And like there's been some stuff I've been reading. Like the Bay of Pigs was kind of a setup from the CIA to make him look bad. You know, and the Cubans hated him. The Russians hated him. You know, everyone hated the man. Not everyone. A lot of people liked him, but all these big, powerful people. I mean, you know, it wouldn't be surprised to me if, like, the CIA went over to the, you know, the dawn of the mafia and said, hey, it wouldn't be so weird if this guy went down, you know? Because yeah. what I find strange is, what was his name? Oswald. Lee Harvey. Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah. So he shot Kennedy, supposedly. And then, what, two day, a day later, he was shot? No, I think it was the same day. Kill the evidence? Yeah. Well, they he, killed him. He, and he, he, and he, he said when evidence. he was arrested, he said, I'm a patsy. You know? And well, then he was I killed. Mean, if he captured, he might have said whatever he could to save his own skin. Okay, then so why was he him. shot so that they day? Kill him. Yeah, because he, he ran it's, from the warehouse where he shot to a movie theater. And they came and arrested him at the theater. And as they were taking yeah. him out of the building, someone from the crowd came up and shot him in the stomach. It's like, and they I thought it was at a police station. The murder weapon. Whatever. They got rid of the weapon they used to kill him. Well, no, so it, his name it. was, what was his name? And he was a nightclub owner in Dallas. And it's like, why would you do that? And then that guy went insane in prison. And that ties into a lot of stuff. Um, was it Hashberry? I don't know. I like all these conspiracy things. There was like, a, you know, Marilyn Manson. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, Charles Manson, I'm yeah, sorry. Charles Manson, yeah. Charles Manson, the guy who killed, or had people killed, you know? He, they believe, there was a book written about the uh, LSD projects, what was it called? Some project. And I read it, and it was a guy who did 20 years of research on this. And him and his family were going to a doctor, which was a CIA, like, sting operation. And they were feeding the dude LSD, and he somehow Charles Manson knew how to manipulate minds through LSD and that's why all that happened. Well, the guy, the doctor that was giving um, Charles Manson those that LSD was the same doctor what was his name? What was the guy that shot Lee Harvey Oswald? Oh, I, that's, I don't well, know. Whatever. <laughs> that doctor went to the prison and the day he left that man went insane. So it's like all these things are strange. Like there's a lot of conspiracy things and like you know who was in the cia at the time george bush the old one hmm. you know H-W. and then right after that i think it's fair to say like me in politics and the presidency i believe that from reagan until barack obama it was like the same group of people that ruled america it probably was well i mean they talk about both democratic and republican yeah. being on the same side even though yeah, they don't yeah. look well like i think that i think that's the case regardless but yeah. um no it was like the vice president of Ronald Reagan was George Bush, right? Yeah, George H.W. Yeah, then George Bush was the president. Then Clinton was the president. Then George Bush was the president. Then Barack Obama was the president. And it's really weird that Clinton, his mentor was George, was it H.W., the old one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and him and the young one are like best friends. Barack Obama is related by blood to the Bush family. You know that? It's weird. All those people were like connected. And now you got Joe Biden, who's part of the whole... Yeah, he's in the center of it. You know? Yeah. I don't know. But Joe Biden's not related to... But he was the vice president to Barack Obama. No, I don't think so. But that man... It's like all these people that have been in politics for 20 years. I mean, come on. You know? Those guys aren't... He's been in politics for like, what, 55 or 60 years? Like twice my age, he's been in politics. You know? Same with like Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton. All those people have been in politics for way too long. You know? So, of course, I don't think any of those people are like legit. You know? 
Well, have y'all ever seen uh, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington? Mm-mm. It's a fantastic movie just for a political sense, but it it very clearly demonstrates how easily there can be, you know, an organization behind all of the things you see. Yeah. And while you see a whole bunch of different and varying politicians, there might be just one person in the background controlling it. And it's yeah. like, it's, it's very probable, if not 100%. I mean, it's got to be going on. I Shadow think, organizations, people moving things behind the scenes that you just don't see. Yeah, and I think the, the weird thing to me is like, you know, there's a few presidents that have been, you know, shot at and killed. Yeah. One of them was Abraham Lincoln. And Abraham Lincoln was coming up, he was about to, you know, uh, unle- un- unveil what was called the green dollar, the greenback dollar. And that was a dollar that was not reliant upon the banking system in America but was relied upon the government of America. Yeah. A few days later, the man was shot in the back of the head. You know, Kennedy, um, you know, it's like it's like if you look at the people that have, like Kennedy, that's a family, that's a group of people. A lot of people think the mob got him elected. Well, he was killed, you know. He wasn't entrenched in politics like the rest of them. I mean, his dad was a politician, but, you know, it was different. So, I don't know, I've always found that kind of stuff interesting. Like, you know, how is it that, I, I know none of you were alive, and I wasn't either, when uh, Clinton and uh, George H.W. Bush were running, opposing to each other. Yeah. And they, said a, <laughs> and they said a lot of things about each other, and now they're like best friends, you know? Why is game. that, you know? <laughs> you think anybody's going to be best friends with uh, Donald Trump? Probably not. See, that's what would tell me that Donald Trump is full of it, is if afterwards him and, like, yeah, that that would be like, okay, this was all baloney, you know? I think he's really an outsider. They, everybody has hated his guts. I mean, he may be, but if that's the case, then what really, you know, like what really can be done? He was four years in, and it was, and it was, uh, you know, probably a shock that he got in, yeah, you know? I don't and think they were during his it. four years, they, they definitely didn't like the man. But what, it's like, for me, when everybody says, you got to vote, you got to vote, it's like, not a single president has changed my life in the slightest. The only president I can think of that has changed my life in any way was after 9-11. Then when I went, like, do you remember when we went through, uh, when we went to uh, Florida? I mean, Disneyland? Uh-huh. Yeah, we were there that was when like, 9-11 happened. That was like a day or two before 9-11. And we, I guess, we walked right through. We sat down with my dad and, you know, we took a flight. After that, you know, me no, and we tr- didn't leave immediately. We no. spent the night in a motel because we couldn't get a plane no, out. I'm talking day. about when we went to Florida. No. I'm talking about when we went through TSA before 9 11. Well, yeah, it wouldn't have been. That's the only time I could remember going through TSA before 9 11 and walked right through. Then he would check my bag. Yeah. You know? That wasn't a thing. Then, you know, a couple years later, we went to what, Honduras. We flew there. We, you know, went to Africa and it, the night and day. That's the only thing I can think that has really changed anything in my personal life. But I mean, the president hasn't really done anything that's changed anything about me i guess you could say taxes but i don't notice any difference in my taxes they're all the same for me you know prices on things go up over time it's it's never been a huge spike yeah i mean inflation that's common but i mean i don't know i've always found it like interesting the economy of the world that's what i find the most interesting because if you look at the economy of the world if you think about it there was only a handful of countries that didn't have a central world bank yeah. Do you know who those countries were? There's only like three now. Probably. Iraq, hmm. Libya, North Korea, 
Syria. What do all those places have? Oh, and, and Iran. Uh, of course. What do all those places have in common? Yeah. America doesn't like them. We, the, the whole Benghazi thing in Libya, we did that. Iraq, what did we do in Iraq? Went to war. Kuwait was one of them. What do we do in Kuwait? And now all those places have central banks. North, North Korea does not. And there's like two or three like tiny countries somewhere. I can't remember their names that don't. But it's like now all these places have centralized world banks, you know? Is, is that a coincidence, you know, that we went to war with those particular countries? I believe Cuba was one of them. Now Cuba has one, you know. It's like all the people we don't like are the people that don't have the centralized, centralized banks. And now, you know, most of them do. Libya, we don't do anything in Libya anymore. They have a centralized bank. No one's like, all right, I mean, I guess we're, we're still good. technically in Iraq, but, you know. Yeah. Afghanistan was one of them as well, mm. you know. It's just, that's interesting stuff, you know, for me. I find that stuff weird. Because, I mean, in reality... With the world economy, there's really only a handful of people that control the world economy, and they can snap their fingers and things happen, obliterate it. Yeah. They could just turn it all off right now. Oh yeah, I firmly yeah. believe that. Things happen that don't really make sense. So there's got to be somebody behind the scenes pulling threads here, and there. it might not be very obvious. Well, at what point does money not matter? You know what I mean? Like, where you have so much power. It's like yeah, the that you have sort of. all the money. At what point, when you control the purse strings, is that when you have all the money? Why there's nothing more than I have all the money, or is it you're such a powerful country like America? Could America, if the if the money got shut off, could America fend off the world? The world? I don't think so. You know, so it's like, at what point is money not an issue? You know, so there's only a like there's only a handful of banks in the actual in the whole world. And they're all owned by a handful of companies, you know? Interesting stuff. Yeah, you know? I think so. It's like Saudi Arabia. What can you really do in the oil world? Saudi Arabia could just snap the fingers and cut it all down, you know? There's like certain people, certain things that control the world, right. you know? So I've, I've, I'm deep into conspiracies. <laughs> but I've actually done the research and like, oh, that's true. Like Afghanistan, Iraq, Iran, North Korea, none of them have centralized banks and now they all do, you know? Is yeah. that a coincidence? It could be, but yeah, probably yeah. not. I doubt it. Yeah, no, that's, there's all sorts of weird things that have happened. And again, I don't, I'm not sure we'll ever know for certain the truth on a lot of things. But I'm, I'm with you. There's a lot of weird occurrences that have happened, and they seem to line up with other things, and that they're certainly not broadcasting those facts. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've always wondered. I remember when I was a child, I asked my mother, I said, how does a bank make money? And I don't. I think she said something like they charge interest on fees and stuff. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. I mean, it, they do that, but that doesn't make sense. The reality is, if you get a loan from a bank, what do you think happens? Well, they probably invest it. No, if you get a loan from them. Oh, if you, yeah. Well, they're charging interest on you. But where do they get the money? From the other people. Probably that, from that, another country. No, they don't. You know what they do? Or they make it. No, no, this is a fact. They type in some numbers in the computer. Now you have money. That's literally all it is. For real. Like, you remember during, when was it? When there was the, was it the, uh, the Great Depression? People were going to banks to get their money out. Their money wasn't there. Because there wasn't money there. Because that's not how banks operate. They don't just hold. No, of course not. There's not like some centralized safe somewhere that holds everybody's cash. That's not how it works. It's literally, you get loans. You invest, and that money just appears. I've always found that interesting. Money, the economy is all baloney. Invest in silver. Invest in gold. 
but that only holds value to to an extent because if, if there's a like if we had the the thing that we had last week you know with everything shut down everybody wants food they don't yeah somebody food might trade for gold to have some food yeah, but yeah. in a survival situation metals only have so much value yeah well i mean if you're talking about a global like blow up then yeah, yeah. you don't you need a knife and a gun yeah. you know but most people should have that anyways trey values I, relative i have both of those <laughs> okay well i'm just saying i, I got, think it's good yeah to invest in some of it but well, I'm diversification just saying, is yeah. important i'm just saying like unless you think the united states economy is going to blow up you should invest in stocks for sure but i don't think that's going to happen anytime soon but i'm saying like the only thing that the only reason gold has value is because it was the most malleable non um Corrosive, corrosive um, material, yep. and and, and what you could do rare. is like you can't take a like for instance, um, the Spartans used to trade with Athens way back in the day, and the way they would do it is they would take shiploads of metal because um, Sparta was big into metallurgy, and they would take shiploads of metal in order to buy things. Mm-hmm. Well, that became too like hazardous and too expensive. So then between those two countries, they came up with a bartering like a money system. And they exchanged, I believe it was either gold or silver, in order to pay for things. Instead of having to go to the market with a ship full of metal and they say, oh, it's going to take another ship full. Instead, they just have their money to pay for it. You know, then they can purchase from each other. You know, that's all money is, you know. Oh, yeah. Something that has intrinsic value to all parties. You know, like the Romans had salt. They paid people in salt all the time because it was useful for seasoning. And Well, they paid their soldiers in salt and food and... Um, they they did have money too, yeah, but of course, they, they, they I mean they paid them like that. But it's like yeah, that's all that money really is. But that, that's the only reason gold is valuable is because it's. I well now gold is valuable for a lot of you can use gold on a lot of things. You know, I mean we have jewelry and stuff, but like it's used in technology. Like there's gold and microchips and things like that. Yeah, you know, them in cars. it's also they also found gold as a great conductor. One oh of the best. yeah, one of the best in the world. Heaviest Actually, metals the are the best. best. Yeah, but gold is like the best conductor. Like all the Newest technologies have gold in them, in yeah. the microchips. You get gold-plated connectors on all your cables yeah. and things. Those are high-end. But that's what's interesting, because silver is just as non-corrosive. Well, it is corrosive, but... It's much cheaper. It's, so people use a lot of silver and a lot of... Electronics. Yeah, but I'm talking about ancient, ancient days. You know, people paid in silver, but gold seemed to be the primary thing, you know? Why is that? Because it just looked prettier, or is there... Well, it was they, rarer. Harder to extract. Yeah, I don't know. I've always been interested in that kind of stuff. Shoot, there was a time when aluminum was the top metal of currency just because it was the hardest metal to extract from the ground. Mm-hmm. And it was novel because it was lightweight. And it it can corrode, but only when in contact with a dissimilar metal. So it's like it was the lightweight gold of that time. Yeah. But it, And then somebody figured out a way to extract it. Now it's the cheapest metal. <laughs> aluminum is very cheap. Well, we're drinking out of an aluminum yeah, can. Yeah, exactly. Right it's like... Tin and aluminum and, and lead are the cheapest. Yeah. That's good stuff. I like I like ancient history. I can't believe you guys haven't done any conspiracy podcasts. We, we did one. We did a conspiracy about episode. what? Uh, we talked about nine eleven. Uh, I think we talked about lizard people. Lizard people, aliens. Uh, ooh, um, what, what, um, the moon landing. Oh, you guys mm-hmm. are like children. Hey, you gotta we, start we don't do that. Some like, people might they, not even don't know about invest those. in conspiracies at all. I don't, don't invest do them at all. I just like you to know. Obviously, things. look no, into some of it. You think I looked on the the conspiracy of the economy? No, I just wanted to know how the economy worked, and I learned about it. I'm like, this is kind of a conspiracy. You know, it's not like I went and said conspiracy of the economy. I just like 
I was studying and trying to figure out how the economy worked because if I was going to invest and I wanted to know how everything worked so I could value a system. And I realized, oh, it's all dust in the wind, you know, and that's a good thing to know, you know, or like the a candidate thing. I don't I mean, I may have watched a couple of videos, but I'm also not stupid, you know. There was like seven bullets in the guy. And they say one guy did it? Come on. From five different angles? I mean, come on. Yeah, there, there was you something know? fishy about that. But there was like 15. They like used a machine gun, and they said, oh, it was just a, a little, you know, a, a freaking flint <laughs> rifle. You know, it's like, come on, dude. You know, stuff like that, yeah. In 9-11, I just happened to know that prior to 9-11, there was a big question about money. And that section of the Pentagon was the one that was hit by a plane, you know? Interesting stuff. But I think that's the reality of most conspiracies is to hide or to, you distract. know, cover up or distract or cover yeah. up from other stuff, other things that are a little bit bigger. I always think that there's a little bit of truth to them. I'm I'm of the opinion that there's almost never it's almost never what people will think. Well, for years, I told my friends and people that would listen to my my blatherings that there was a group of people in high power that molested children. You know, people said I was crazy. Oh, you like QAnon, on that kind of stuff? No, way before. About, like, way no, I know, I know, but it's no, like the no, same kind even, of concept. No, no, no. Then yeah. a guy named Jeffrey Epstein gets arrested, and oh, what do you know? He's got an island where rich people go to molest children. You know, it's like, there you go. You know, call me crazy, but that's a real thing. So how many of these other things are legit? You know, I don't know about, I don't know anything about QAnon. I, I just heard about QAnon. Yeah. And I'm I like, think it's the same these guys. These guys sound like probably y'all's level of conspiracies. They're like, oh, the moon's not real. You know, like that kind of stuff. <laughs> flat Earth stuff, you know. You know, Tyler, my brother believes in flat Earth. No, he... he oh, no. he changed his mind now? No, no, no. Then he, he said... Weak, uh, he said it, he believed... Weak constitutions, dude. He said... No, I forgot what he said. I think it is like the flat Earth, but he believes in the walls. Oh, my God. So, you know, uh, you know... I, the I would, ice walls. You never heard of okay. flat Earth? I've, I'll try I've heard to, of it. So imagine I, a globe. I know all about it. You know the globe, right? Yeah. Imagine it if you were to take it out of the globe and lay it flat on the table. Mm-hmm. Circular. It would be round, right? Yeah. So then certain points, like all the north points, would be close to together. Yeah. And he believes the Antarctica Ant- is it Antarctica? Are, are giant walls. North so Pole, Antarctica yeah. has high um <laughs> ice walls. I mean those walls those walls are to keep not only the ocean in but to keep us, and we don't know what's on the outside. I mean, the theory... The Earth is The round. theory That's would make said. sense, because in every direction, it would be south. So the theory makes sense, because cause the way it would be shaped is like Alaska. They're like laid out like this. Like you've seen the UN map of the world? Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah. Laid out like that. So it would make sense, because you would always be traveling south, and you would hit the North Pole. It makes sense in that way. But there, also, it's like... It's a little insane to believe, but, I, you know, hey. No, I mean, the, there is one interesting one thing about that is Antarctica is something, though. I will say that. Because right after World War II, there was a commander, and I wish I could remember his name, and he sailed, or he was an admiral, and he sailed a bunch of ships and a bunch of planes to Antarctica for some reason. Hey. <laughs> no, for real. <laughs> like, like they idea. were going to go to, they were going to fight in Antarctica. Nobody knows why. And they ran into some people, some things. And some of the stories have been like, this isn't real, that's real. But they say they ran into some flying ships that came out of the earth. So there is some validity to that. I I, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know about the flat earth. I I don't even, I wouldn't even care to like study that. Like, why why do I care if the earth is flat? What does that have to do? I'm much more interested in like 
the fact that, you know, money's not real. But, like, there is some validity to, like, the Antarctica thing. I've always wanted to go to Antarctica. Yeah, you can. Well, if you look at Antarctica, one of the craziest things about it is it's literally owned by a few different people, you know? I, it's only I a handful of countries. treaties where they can't yes. really own it, but you can do all well, sorts of things, Well, if too. you look on a map, there's sections that say America, Britain, yeah, but I mean... Research declinations. Yes. And so, it's weird because, like, when the Pope... Not the Pope. What's the Orthodox Church in Russia? Oh. The bishop? Um, um, I know which one you're talking Well, about. whenever that guy came to power, you know what one of the first things he did was? He went to Antarctica. Hmm. Why? And maybe he wanted to go there. Yeah, it's like, and... he wanted to see the ice walls, I guess. <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah, Antarctica is strange. But the flat Earth thing is like, who cares? Why would I? Why would? Why would that matter in our life? It should. It's I mean, more. It's... it's more the idea. Well, I I watched the video that Tyler showed me, and it's more about the idea of uh, the existence of God, which is why they would keep it hidden. Well, because in the Bible they talk about a dome, and if you think well, of it, the, f- the same idea as the Earth being flat and round. We're also in a dome. Yeah, but the world could be in a dome in a circle, too. That's not really a dome, though. Well, it's two halves of a dome, so it's two domes. It's a sphere it's a dome. surrounded by an atmosphere. But in their world, it would have been one dome. That doesn't matter, but that, you're talking, about, you're talking about like just, the firmament or something. I'm not saying it's true or anything. Well, one, thing, that's kind one of thing that science does kind of believe is that there was a flood in a chunk of the world. Because every... Ancient people has a story of a flood. Mo- not every, but most no, all. No, every every major nation. And science can't really account for that. So there are some things. Like, like uh, they believed that, uh, who was it? The, the Philistines. They didn't think the Philistines ever existed. Well, they found evidence of the Philistines, you know. Yeah. There's certain things like that that science does prove about biblical things that are ended up right. being real, you know. Well, I think it's interesting. Uh, I love John Lennox. Uh, he's a he's a scientist and a theologian, but his big thing is there are some things that the Bible talks about scientific mm-hmm. realities that you know the people have resisted for years, and there's other things that the Bible doesn't really talk about. And he's real big on the Bible is never intended to be a scientific textbook, because yeah. then you read it and then all of a sudden you know all the the secrets of the universe. But again, there's things that the Bible points to. I mean, there's one thing. Um, it was because of the Bible that uh, currents in the ocean were discovered. Hmm. Because there's a passage in there that talks about the pathways of the ocean. And that was well before anybody would have known about, you know, the earth movements of the seas. Yeah. But there was a uh, a Navy guy, it was way back, way back in the, the early teens, like 1100s, that was reading that passage and went, what the heck are the pathways of the ocean? And that got him started on studying that, and he found out that there were currents. So it's like there's there's secret scientific things in yeah. the Bible that they shouldn't have known about. Well, see, I agree that there's things that they shouldn't have known about. I'm not going to mess here. But I think a lot of that was common knowledge. Oh, yeah. I think At the time, I'm sure it was. I think in the ancient world, I think they were far more advanced than we think they were. I think there was a lot of things that they knew, like... I mean, the Babylonians mapped the stars, you know? They knew how far planets were. They knew about, like, Pluto and stuff, you know? Which, Pluto's not real, but, you know, they could see that kind of stuff. It's like, I think there was a lot of, like, even the story of the Bible, right? When Jesus was born, there was a star, and the wise men followed it. Mm -hmm. 
if you saw a star in the sky, would you know what that meant? You know, it's like, it's like, you know, it's interesting stuff. I think there was a lot of ancient knowledge that maybe it was passed down from generation to generation, but that people just knew. So like the currents in the, in the ocean probably weren't really a thing that people were like, oh, no way. That was probably like oh, yeah, common probably knowledge. Yeah, probably dis- disprove it, but... I mean, it's like, how did... Like, I've always wondered, because they say that, you know, Christopher Columbus discovered America. Well, really, he discovered, Central, like, Central America. But um, it's like, how did those people get there? You know? Because they would have either had to travel from Europe, which is only, like, 1,500 miles, or they would have had to travel from, like, Asia, like Japan. And that's, like, 4,000 miles. You know? And they say that there was no ancient, like you know, cross-sea navigations. Well, how did those people get there, you know? Right. Man, I, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people that believes in Pangea as, you know, because tectonics, that's something that is very yeah, but, fascinating Okay, but study. if you believe in the Bible, Pangea prior to the flood? Yeah. Then that broke up in the flood, right? Yeah. Or it, it so might how did have people, began that process. Well, then how did people get there? Well, I have a feeling it was a very slow... I don't think, yeah, the flood happened and then all of a sudden they're at their current states. I think the flood began that process. I, I doubt there were plate tectonics or to the same extent yeah, but, at that But I'm saying, how did people get there? Because if, if you believe the whole world was flooded, then it started over with Abraham. Or right, Noah. Noah. No. No, no I, I think all the, the countries, they started fragmenting and drifting apart, but they were probably much closer than oh, they are okay, today. So they probably could have crossed okay, over... But- that's fair, but if he had, what do you have, uh, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, I believe, mm-hmm. his three sons, you know, how long would it take them to populate okay. to that point? Oh, probably a, a long, long time. I mean, I, I yeah, I guess, yeah, I, I think they say there used to be an ice, like, path from yeah, Russia Land to... Land Bridge or all Land Bridge, yeah. But it's like... Because they don't even... We, we can't know. We, that's something that they... They never wrote down for us. I think probably you're right. I think the flood, like, in general, was a slow process. Like, what was it, 400 years? It took the whole flood? No, it was like 400 years it took them to build the the boat, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think probably then the flood started. Mm -hmm. Maybe on the coast, maybe it was... Maybe it, maybe it was like an ice age was starting to melt. Who knows? I mean, I don't care why, but maybe, yeah, it took 400 years to get to the point they were at, which nobody really knows where they were at. I think it was somewhere in Africa, but who really knows, you know? And so maybe it took 400 years, but yeah, I don't know. Well, and, you know, if we were to take the biblical account literally, you know, the, the flood didn't start until God released the firmament. So he had all the water coming down from the, the water barrier, which was keeping in the the special atmosphere, which is something that's very interesting to study. And then you had the internal waters bursting forth, which is what I think started affecting the plate tectonics. Well, then if that was the case, then that would have been done in the manner of, what, 40 days? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it So if that unleashed. was the case, then your theory wouldn't make sense because if it was able to break apart, because if it broke apart the countries from the water coming up yeah. in the manner of, you know, a day... Well, then I would assume that Pangea would have been cracked open in the manner of a week, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it was probably cracked open. It's just we know that they're they're drifting in different ways, and it's a very slow process. Okay. So, who, Fine, who knows David. how long? And I'm not saying that's exactly it. Fine, it's just okay. just so what we know. Yeah, I don't know. I've always... That's, a, that's an interesting it's, thing. Yeah, I've wondered about that. Because, I mean, there are, like, ancient, like, Sumer, uh, which is one of the first, like societies we know of they had a flood history as well and uh they their history is kind of like 
They say the whole world was flooded except for maybe them. And so a lot of people moved into their area, which is right there in like the, I don't know what that's called, the uh, Meso, Meso, Mesoamerica? No. Mesopotamia. Yeah. Right in that area. So, I don't know. It's interesting because there's a lot of things. Like, I don't know. I find it weird because I read the ancient like Sumerian like religion and they had a Moses character as well. A man who was found in the reeds and was raised and then became a king, you know? Very similar stuff, you know? And that's the kind of stuff I wonder about because I'm like, huh. Because there was also a, like a Jesus-like character as well. Um, Nimrod died. And then his wife said that she was impregnated by Nimrod, who was the sun god. And so she had an immaculate birth, according to the history. Mm -hmm. So there was a Jesus story before Jesus. So I've always wondered, like, is that just like, you know, the enemy trying to get Possibly. jump ahead, you know? Because, I mean, one thing we, if you believe in Satan and the devil, I mean, he was in heaven. Mm -hmm. He might still be. I don't know. I'm kind of confused on that. So he certainly knew things, you know. The man, what the guy was, what, number one? Yeah, he was the head archangel. He was the, top he was the best of the best. If there were plans to be known, he knew them, you know. Yep. So, I mean, you know, it's like he probably knew these things. And now we have scripture in thousands of years. So he certainly knows more than I know about the Bible, oh, yeah. more than he, you know. He, he knows it better than anyone mm -hmm. other than God. <laughs> and But not just the Bible, but the words of God even. Face to face. He used the words of God to try and tempt Jesus in the desert. But but I mean like the like the like word to word, like yeah. things that we wouldn't know because it's not written down and nobody says it to us. Like he knows things we don't know. So maybe it was something like that. I don't know. I did find it interesting when Jesus was tempted in the in the uh, desert that uh, Satan said uh, he had him on the hill and he, or on the ridge or whatever, and he said, "Look out! These are the kings of the world. Submit to me." And they're all yours. I find that interesting because that would say that the devil had the power to give Jesus all of the kings and all of the kingdoms of the world. Well, yeah. He's the prince of the power of the air. So yep. essentially how that worked is that man was in that position until the fall. And when that happened, then Satan took over as pretty much the controller of the earth. He's mm -hmm. still subject to God. Yep. So he can't do anything that God doesn't allow. But in terms of what he can do, yeah, there's no question. I've wondered, you know how there's a, there's the evolution story, right? Millions, millions, millions of years or whatever. I don't necessarily disagree with that because if Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden, there was probably a world outside of that because where did they go after they were kicked out? Well, yeah, the, the landmass was So there. perhaps there was a experiment of sorts of the angels that were fallen trying to create their own human beings. You know what I mean? So when I hear these stories about these ancient hominids and stuff, I'm like, yeah, they could have existed. You know, because then once Adam and Eve came out, they probably would have, I mean, the humans would have, I mean, humans are going to kill anything anyway. So <laughs> if, they, if they're like walking around with spears and stones and stuff, they're just going to shoot them in the head. You know, so that could very well be true. Like, that's the one thing they say, the, the earth was created in a certain amount of days. But was that just the Garden of Eden that had the animals and the humans? Or was that the whole world, you know? And if it was the whole world, were there animals in the whole world? Because it does say once they left, there were animals, but there were no mention of people. 
Well, I, I, we have to be very careful when we talk about this stuff because that's one of the most divisive things in, in the Christian faith. Um, from a, a actual factual standpoint, in the Genesis account of creation, there's no hard number on how old the earth is. Yeah. But there is a hard number on how old people are. But that's not what I'm saying. Right. I'm saying, how long were they in the Garden of Eden for? Well, see, that's something we don't know, and but we do know be, the lineage. Well, we know so the we lineage know after, how old everybody we was. We know the lineage after they left. Yeah. The Garden of Eden. How long were they in the Garden of Eden? So it could have been. They may not have aged. In the Garden yeah, of Eden, but we, they, we know how old Adam was, so we know he couldn't have lived there for millions of years. No, no, we know Adam once he left the Garden of Eden, how old he was. I'm saying, how long were they in the Garden of Eden? That's unknown. Yeah, we, it, it could have been be, hundreds of years. Could have been hundreds of millions of years, and in that case, if there in fact were other animals, which there seems to be on the earth outside of the Garden of Eden, could not the fallen angels have said, "Well, maybe you know we have the knowledge of." I mean, how long, you know, how, what do the angels know, you know? Could they have, because it depends on how you believe about, have you heard about, like, the sons of man laying with the fallen angels? Oh, know, yeah, the Nephilim? Like, the Nephilim. 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 Yeah, so, but besides all I that. Don't, I don't think they could have created anything on their own, though, because that's something that but, is solely but created. But we don't have evidence. We only have evidence of, I, I don't know how long they say actual humans are around, like, 10,000 years or something. I don't know, I don't know, yeah, whatever, it's, whatever it's the, the history is on that. Regardless... I'm not saying they could have created a human being, but I'm saying perhaps they messed the because I mean the reality is they would know a lot of things, you know. Well, if indeed did. they sat in in the throne room of God, because according to the Bible, Satan was uh, a seraphim, which were one of the dudes with the fifteen eyes, and they stood behind God to protect him. I believe he was a seraphim. I don't remember that, but well, regard well, whatever he was, he was the top angel. Yeah, he so was it's the, like if anybody knew anything, he knew it. So I've always wondered, like, yeah, I don't, I don't particularly say I don't think that humans were. I think that the lineage of a human being is the lineage of a human being. But I'm saying perhaps if the Nephilim thing is, you know, a lot of people read that as a certain way, the son of man, or what was it? How does it go? The sons of man lay with the daughter. The sons of God led with the came into the. Um, lay with in the biblical sense um, the daughters of men well it depends on how you interpret that but if you interpret that as an angels laying with men or women and having offspring well then that could easily have been something they did outside of a human that could have also been perceived as a sin no very much so well it was depends on what you like if you read the book of Enoch which is not in scripture but it was very much so but I mean yeah that would there, well, probably definitely be a, a no-no. You're talking I about there being humans outside. No, I'm not. I'm talking about there's the story of life outside no, no, of the garden, the, right? The monkey people, the early hominids, the the ones that were more ape. Okay, you know like that's what I'm saying. Perhaps all of that is true. Outside of the human element, they did not develop into humans. They were probably all wiped out because, I mean, if we saw monkey people walking around well, with spears, we would kill them. Well, I think no matter what, there couldn't have been any type of human outside of the garden until after. I don't understand what I'm saying. Because they would have... Not human. Yes, I'm, I'm, I know. There could have been, like, other type of creatures, yeah. Well, there were but, definitely... I think there were definitely animals. But they couldn't have yeah, been sure. a potential human. They couldn't have had the chance... I didn't say that. I'm saying... I'm the saying... They don't know, so I, they don't know how yes. a early hominid or a monkey person went from that to being a human being yeah. they don't know there's a yeah. gap i'm saying perhaps that gap they were two is, different things i know what you're saying perhaps the gap is there were these things outside and then the humans moved in 
Yeah. And then I'm, you know, so, the I'm just saying there couldn't have been any type of humans outside the garden until after the fall. I didn't say because that. otherwise, if you were outside the garden, you would have been. You would I didn't been say that. I think but, I see where you're coming from. But I, I know what you're that, saying. But, but what I'm saying a different is, type but, of uh, creature. But to argue that point that there were no humans, my question to you is: Will science, if it continues for let's say another 200 years, will it ever get to the point to where we can create artificial life? human, artificial human, not artificial life, artificial human? Well, do you do you think? Um, I, thought, uh, I either talked to you or Tyler about this not too long about the idea of um, cloning. No, no, no. Independent of a human, could there be a sentient being created through technology? You're talking about flesh type or a sentient AI? being, a thinking for itself. That could be either. Could there? Do you think? Theoretically, it would be could be possible. Do you I don't think? think it is, but there nothing's impossible. In AI, no, but there's another type of potential sentient and see that that goes back to like i don't think you can have the same level or even greater level of intelligence than you than humans because of the concept of conscience well well i'm saying like yeah i don't particularly think they're humans but I, you're saying that couldn't have i'm saying if technology can eventually create a sentient being could the angels have not done that with their immense knowledge why would the angels want to create that's not the question the question is even they, with that's not the question. Outside I'm the saying, garden. could they have? Now, I don't think even in have. science, there's a gap between humans and the early yeah. hominids. So I'm not saying they did. I'm saying, couldn't there have been something engineered to resemble a human? Well, apes are I, resemble yeah, you, humans. Then, I think we know dolphins likely, have high IQs. I think it's much more likely that they could have manipulated something that was already there, if we're going to postulate on that. But I don't think they could have created well, anything. Today, we can do this thing called CRISPR. Have you heard of that? Oh, yeah. You can mess with the DNA and genomes, and you can make sure that this person, eventually they believe you can get to the point to where you can make you can the... You customize do, your own babies. Yeah, make yeah. them seven foot tall, looks like, like you know, Thor or whatever. And if that's the case, if we learn that now, could not have something that stood in the presence of God known that exact thing. Because perhaps when the... You know, it says he took dust from the earth. Perhaps when the DNA, in reality, perhaps when the DNA was put together for a human being, could one of the angels not stood there and took notes? You know, like I'm saying, like, could there not be something not to the level? We don't know that, if they actually know the process of how human was made. But I'm saying theoretically, they probably do. They they couldn't. They, they couldn't, couldn't breathe he, life he, into them. He That's even the could. He could. Right. Even Breath of God built, is the only. Okay, thing that so could the question is, life. what do you believe of possession? No, no, but that's he could have built. He <laughs> could have okay, built humans, and fine. they could not have still understood what was happening when fine. it was creating. But how humans. do you believe of possession? What type of possession? Like owning. Do, what do you believe of possession? Like a demon possession? Okay, a demon. What about it? What do you want to say? Could a demon possess, possess a, a human, human being? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Could a demon possess an animal? I'm sure they yeah, could. They well, did, if they you did, read they the did, Bible, with the pigs. Yes, you're yeah. right. If you read the Bible, yeah. yes, they could. So I mean, it's like. If that's the case, could they have not engineered some type of early hominid and then you're talking about gone a, into them? You're talking about a a flesh, walking flesh that a demon could possess to walk the. Well, earth. if you just admitted that to is not when spirit Jesus, related, like a human has Jesus, a soul. When Jesus cast the demons out of, they called him legion because the demons he had were many, like a legion, and the Roman legionaries were like what three hundred thousand or, or you're saying each one of them were three thousand. Been they went into the pigs. Possible. They went into the pigs. Correct. So I'm saying, is it not a possibility that? During these millions of years, theoretically, outside of the Garden of Eden, perhaps evolution perhaps possessing. evolution really happened and God engineered evolution to happen outside of the world that he was in because he knew what was coming with Adam and Eve. 
because he knows all things. So he knew that eventually it would go out. Could he not have had some type of evolution going and then perhaps, or maybe it was just all created and there were already monkeys and all these things. And could not an angel have gone in and said, let's mess around with this and then possess it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm saying, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a certain thought process. It's a logical thought process that, yeah, that all could very well be true, you know? I mean, yeah, anything could be possible. It's not like we but it's, but it's a logical know everything. Thought. It's anyway. a logical thought. Because, I mean, we know, like, when uh, Daniel was praying and he was trying to get a response from God, an angel came to him, Gabriel, and he said, I'm sorry it took so long because I was delayed by the prince of Persia. Was that a physical prince of Persia? Like a human being stopping an angel? Probably. I mean, angels are assigned to different tasks, so far as we know. Well, I mean, when Daniel was praying, Gabriel, yeah. who, from what we think, he was he's the messenger of God, and he was coming to Daniel. And Daniel, I believe at the time, he was either in, it was either the Persian or the Babylonian, because he went through a lot. But regardless, he was obtained by the Prince of Persia. So you think an angel was obtained by a human being? Obtained, as in like a... Stopped. A, and he goes, and then he says, I had to have... Michael, the archangel, come down and fight him off while I came to you. And, are you, and then are he, you told him, to, he told him the message, and then he said, I got to go back. Are you trying to say that maybe that Persian was possessed by a demon? No. So no, that's no. why they stopped. No, no, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying it was a spiritual thing. Well, I think and there it was, was a prince because there's principalities and the powers of the world. The Bible says it's, it's not a war against flesh and blood, but against the powers and the principalities. So I think the prince of Persia is the power the spiritual power over that land and that was what was holding up the angel so or it could have been the work that he was assigned because the angels have specific works that are assigned by god so it, it might have been longer no, than... no no it was a fight because he well, yeah, had michael yeah, yeah. come to fight yeah there's a spiritual war going on all the time understandable but i'm saying to you was gabriel walking around like you and me with a sword and a dude with another sword came up and said stop that's what i'm asking you or do you think it was a spiritual thing because does Gabriel have to say, okay, I'm going to take the message and then go stand over in India and then walk to Persia? That's what I'm saying. Or Babylon, wherever. Daniel well, we don't know if we could technically see angels in the flesh or so only my in the point spirit. Is, and also the Persian could have been a higher level in spirit. But it was no knowing. <laughs> but yeah, we're not. We don't know. It was the prince of Persia. I'm saying that was a spiritual thing. So if. Yeah. But I was just using that example because I thought you guys would agree. But you believe that there's powers over lands. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. The, so in that case, if there could be a, a spiritual power over land, then I mean, I just I don't see how they couldn't be over the land that Adam went into. And then if you believe in possession, I don't see how they couldn't have possessed certain things. You think they possess Adam when he came out of the garden? No. I'm the, saying the biggest that. thing about this is it's all pure postulation it, it, all that could have been true it but could be or not it, it was obviously not told to us i mean it it's not real i mean that's the thing like when you read the bible i mean how do you read it literal it depends on the the okay book. so if it depends then anything can be literal and anything can be metaphorical not necessarily because well, some things are specifically told to be taken literally and some things like revelation are told to be taken figuratively in well, certain context too but, but nowhere in the bible does it say take this literal take this figuratively yeah, but by context clues, you could tell. It's like, could okay, you? Because is... if that's the case, then So something nothing... like, like so prophecy then, is, well, is then... specifically told to be taken figuratively, because even Christ not necessarily said... Because, yeah, yeah. Not necessarily, because like, for instance, Malachi or Ezekiel or Isaiah were talking about the time they were in. 
and that happens to be something that's applicable to the future. Well, right, but even Christ said that nothing that happened in prophecy, nothing that was fulfilled by prophecy ever happened in the exact way that the prophets foretold. Yes, maybe all the things. Sure, but there's certain, like the dream that Nebuchadnezzar had. Right, but that was not a literal thing. There was not a literal statue except for the one that he made because he interpreted it. Okay, there was a literal statue, but the metaphorical statue was real because Daniel said that the head, the head of gold, was Nebuchadnezzar in the Babylonian kingdom. Well, prophecy always stands for something that inevitably is real. But I'm talking about you don't interpret, you know, like when they talk about the sea serpents coming up out of the ocean in Revelation, we're not to interpret that as actual sea serpents coming out. But for instance, the the statue that you're speaking of was metaphorical, but it was also a literal statue. Not saying there was a literal statue, but meaning the statue was a real symbol. It was a representation, yeah. Yes, so that would be both of those things. Well, I think that's what you mean by metaphorical. It was, but it would be metaphorical. It was and standing literal. for the different powers that were going to be. But coming it's literal in the sense of the the timeline, right? Yeah. So if Nebuchadnezzar was the gold head, it's literal in that sense. Yeah, it it stood for something that was real. So I'm saying, like anything could be literal, anything could be metaphorical. Is what I'm saying. Did Jesus literally die on the cross? Of course. Did he metaphorically die on the cross? He symbolically died on the cross. Metaphorically, yeah. yeah. So both ways. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, there's lots of dualities. Yeah. Most of the Bible, I believe, is a duality. And there are Most con- of it. there's hyperlinks all over the place. I know, and that's <laughs> what I'm saying. So if you like read the Bible and you, it says in Revelations, there's a number and it, you know, 666. And mm-hmm. It's like, let the wise decipher this number. I don't, first of all, I don't know if it actually is 666 because I'm not wise and I don't, it just says 666 on my Bible. Mm-hmm. But like, that would have been a metaphorical and a literal thing. Because I, I think, especially in the ancient Hebrew, that Numbers meant more than just the number. The numbers were extremely important, and yeah. still are extremely so important. So that would be maybe a literal number, or perhaps a metaphorical number. I don't know. Both. Yeah. You don't know. But I'm saying, like, there's a lot of things in the Bible that you can read and extrapolate from and say, well, yeah, this could be literal. Like, there was literally, um, the slaves were held in Egypt. You know, after Joseph's time, they became slaves, and then they literally left. But as... Uh, <laughs> Also, metaphorically, they were held. You know, so it's like, I don't know. I don't know. The Bible is a very interesting thing. Like, I, I, I get where you're coming from. Because, yeah, there's there's certain books that are meant to be taken a certain way at face value. But there's, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying about the, the duality. But if you read the Bible, you can extrapolate that. For instance, when after the 40 days of the wilderness, um, or actually prior to that, they sent Caleb and Joshua and a few other spies into the land of milk and honey. And they came back and said, they're giants. We would look like grasshoppers to them. Was that metaphorical or literal? Well, you have probably literal. Daniel but it might have been pointing symbolically. Well, you know there was, that was prior to Daniel. Uh, well, we it was know probably larger men. People probably were bigger than like our normal height. But wouldn't they be just as big? No. Well, you don't know. I know, but if there's a certain group of, of who people... You were born from. But if there's, like, for instance... like location. Yeah, like the Vikings were notoriously big. But they were like 6'3", six, 6'4", six, max. As opposed to somebody my size would have been the Romans at the time. Well, I guess the French would have been what it was. It's not like that's a giant man. I'm not going to say that's a. We look like grasshoppers. Yeah, but they could have been like. I should say that's a big boy. Twenty feet high. If LeBron James walked in here, we'd all look like short boys. But I'm not going to say he's some freaking. Well, maybe I would say he's a freaking giant. <laughs> he could probably beat the living trash out of all of us. But I'm saying like, yes, it's all theoretical, but you can also look at the Bible and look at history and say, well, you can't prove it, 
but this seems extremely likely. Just like anything else. Anything it's what else you're leaning history. towards. I'm well, leaning towards this specific you cannot, answer. You can't, you cannot prove to me that the Romans I'm, ever existed. I'm not saying I can. You can't prove it scientifically. You could say... You can't, you can't, no, no, no. You I'm can saying, say, I've looked at the evidence, and saying, I think this is what it is, I'm saying, but I don't have all the You proof. can't prove it, and you can't prove it to me that the Romans ever existed. Do we believe that the Romans existed? Based yeah. on historical... Yeah, so accounts. why is that? It's like, yeah, you can... That's all theoretical for us, because we don't... We're not studying the artifacts from ancient Rome. I'm just saying there's a lot of things in the Bible that are very similar. You can't prove a thing to me, like even the existence of anything in the Bible, I would have to know for myself. So I'm saying if you believe the Bible and the teachings of the Bible, there's a lot of things you can connect to. Yeah. And I think one of them would have been that there was life outside of the Garden of Eden. Well, of course, yeah, because God created the animals all over the earth and, and the seas. I mean, he, yeah. there was not a sea in the Garden of Eden, and yet it says they created the sea animals and the birds of the air. I mean, that, yeah, so of course, they were going to be everywhere. So if that's the case, then perhaps, that's what I'm saying, perhaps it was millions of years. Like, they say it goes from like a, an, like a, I don't know, the theory of the Big Bang is like an atom blowing up or something like that. Yeah, there was like something a single, from nothing. An atom or two atoms collided and everything. But in science, but in science, you can't go far enough back. So the way to you can't go far enough back. They believe an atom blew up. Where the atom come from? So you can't go far enough yeah. back in science. That's what I think. One of the biggest. Th- well, that's why religion exists in most cultures to explain that origin. I also think other religions exist because of the idea of sin and how we choose. So, like when you get told, "Go clean your room." Sometimes you go clean your toilet, and they're like, no, and you walk off. It's the same idea. You don't want to follow God. You want to follow your own belief. Well, but so we create new new beliefs. I believe Hinduism in is, spite of that. I believe Hinduism is the most ancient of religions, and it really doesn't like have much to do with sin particularly. There's guidelines, perhaps, but it's there's like four thousand gods, you know, and they all have different things. So I mean, yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense, but that would be more of a modern thing, I think. Religion. Well, it, it's fascinating to get into, especially on the religions thing, because I, I believe that the Judaism is the oldest religion from the ancient of times. It can't be. Yeah, I, I, Judaism I, didn't come around until Abraham. Well, right, but I mean that. But it, well, the the connection, as as is told by the Bible, yeah, you're you're talking about it started well, at a certain point, but the, the Adam Adam was not it was not Judaism. Abraham was not, or I mean Noah wasn't. They weren't Judaism. But the, the thread from the creation. You can say on. the belief system, sure, but not Judaism. Okay. Judaism just so come yeah, around. The belief system in the and, one God. And at the, the time, oldest. Abraham was in, I believe, Ur, which was the Mesopotamia. They had their own set of religions, and that was from oh, Judaism. Well, Judaism wasn't really created until Jacob became Israel, but that would have been when it started. So there were. Probably other religions at the time. Right. I mean, the, I'm talking Judaism as represented as the belief in the one true God. The belief because in the one true would God, have been yes, the original but not religion. Judaism. Okay, okay. Because Judaism is a set of a set of rules. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. There were no set of rules per se. I'm sure there were, but there was no no written no, law until Moses. Yeah. yeah, but you also have morals. Like, yeah, but I'm talking about was a thing. Yeah, yeah conscious. We have. You well, also, understood religions, but one of the laws. one of the ancient religions was Sumerian, which one of the cities in Sumer was Ur, which is where Abraham was at. I don't know when, but they had a set of religions as well, and it was semi-moral, but not not really. Slavery began in Sumer. That was the first ever slave was in Sumer, 
child sacrifice went down in Sumer. So it's like, yeah, morality was a thing, I guess. But I think morality comes from Christianity, comes from Judaism, comes from God. I think God put that in us. Yeah, Whether the, we the follow him or compass, not, we still have morals. Right, to give you an impression. But, see, even Paul talked about in the Bible, like, even if you feel like your conscience is clear, it doesn't mean that you're living by God's law. So it's obviously your moral compass is not a perfect representation of what is true law. Yeah, but your moral compass could be enhanced from Christianity. Certainly, And that's yeah. what he's talking about. Yeah. He's not talking about someone outside of that. So I don't. I know a lot of people outside of Christian, Christianity, mm-hmm. and they live a totally different life than I would. And, like, I know a lot of people that are, they do a lot of bad things. And I'm not saying Christians don't. Like, I don't like Joel Olstein. I don't even think he's a Christian, to be honest with you. But, or like, you know, the Pope who kept hiding all these child molesters and stuff. I'm not saying they're Christians, but I'm saying, or that they're perfect. I'm just saying that there's people outside of the Christian faith, especially in the ancient times, where they were worshiping Baal and all that and child sacrifice and stuff. What is conscience then? You know, is it not just a modern conscience today that we all believe that murder is wrong? No. Uh, In fact, there are a few things that were consistent all the way back to the beginning of written historical record as things that people recognize as wrong. Sumer, the Sumerian text, says murder is wrong. Correct. Right. Right. Prior to that. The conscience, I believe. Yeah, we killed somebody, you'd know that's wrong. If you believe, like, the Bible then that one true God faith would have been in Sumer in the form of the line of Noah, of Adam, or I mean, I'm sorry, Abraham. He was in Ur, and his family before him was in Ur. His father was in Ur. So that faith would have been placed there. So did that consciousness come from the faith there from him, or was it just a known thing? I think it's a known thing because when when Adam and Eve ate from the, the tree of good and evil, they knew what was wrong. From that point on, so they knew. Yes. Oh, if I just kill this guy, they knew the difference. That's wrong, right and wrong. Yeah. Yes, but Part of I'm morals. not saying. But so they was slavery down. right or wrong? It was wrong, but for a very but, very long time, it was accepted. But as time went on, you could have had uh, generations um, teaching wrong things to where they convinced the other people, the generation below them, kind of like brainwashing. But when so that they didn't know what was right. But and our wrong. first known society had slavery. Sumer. Yeah. So, and that's why I was saying it wouldn't have earlier, been taught, though. It wouldn't things, have been taught. Things that are legal are not always morally right. Correct. And so I'm saying the moral compass, does it come from your just being a moral human being? And see, that's, and I think you're right in saying like a true moral compass is something that's enhanced by God's law. And well, it's, I was talking to, to God. I talked to a friend of mine. I'm not going to say the name on here. He's not a Christian, um, but he was raised in church. And I was talking to him once, and I was like, he had wronged me in a way. And I was like, dude, like, why would you do that? Like, you don't have any like problem with that? And he goes, I'm going to do what's best for me. Whereas me personally, I would say, yeah, I mean, yeah, I would do what's best for me, but not at the expense of someone else. Yeah. That's the, There's a moral difference there. And the person who said, I'm going to do what's best for me, sees nothing wrong in that. There's a difference there. And, that- and I'm not saying that's everyone. I'm just saying that's one anecdotal example of that yeah, the christian ethic is something that's really fascinating and it's it's something that's counterintuitive which is one reason why i believe it it's validity very very firmly but it goes to that essence of the the moral ethic of everybody outside of christianity is a selfish ethic 
It's like they're only willing to go so far, but as soon as it starts crossing into the, it's going to harm me so that I can help somebody else, it cuts off dead there. Yeah. I mean, Solomon said all the ways of a man he deems right. Uh, I mean, it's like he, he's not going to go outside of that and, and say, okay, well, what would be the greater good? And But the Christian ethic is one of selflessness as opposed to selfishness, yeah. as in sacrificing everything that you are to help other people. Yeah. And, you know, going even unto death to get the word of God out there, which is the saving word. So it that's what fascinates me about the Christian ethic is because, yeah, there's nothing in your conscience outside of, you know, regular, you know, mother's love for, for yep. saving her child. But there's nothing in a regular conscience that would tell you, okay, you hurt yourself so that somebody else might not be Well, hurt. we know in the story of Cain and Abel that when Cain killed Abel, God said, where's your brother? And he said, I'm not my brother's keeper. Meaning he knew that what he did was wrong. Yeah. But in that sense, his dad had just been, got done walking with God. So he for sure knew of God. And obviously God was speaking to him directly. So it's like, what was that? Was that his own personal morality knowing that murder was wrong? Or was that because of his creator? And in that sense, who was speaking with him? It seemed like daily, I would assume. I don't know. Maybe it was the same sort of as Moses. Maybe he didn't walk with him, but he spoke to him. You know. So, I mean, I think, personally, that if you look outside of the Christian faith, there is a lot of things that are done bad in the Christian faith as well. But there's a difference in it. There's a, a selfishness in it, I think. Whereas yeah. outside of that, that faith and, you know, the one, like when Paul went to uh, Athens in Greece... There's a God that was the no-name God, yep, the question mark God. God. And Paul said, this is that God. He's the God of all the gods, mm-hmm. you know? So people knew that there was something else in that in that particular group. But there's a lot of, like, stories like that where they're like, I always knew there was a God, but I just didn't know who. So does that person have morality? Knowing that there's a God, is that part of the morality? But not knowing who the God is until they're told? That it breaks into an interesting subject, and this is where it begins to get extremely complicated. I've tried to wrap my brain around because C.S. Lewis has written extensively on that concept. I like that guy. Yeah, I mean, it, it takes me on a good day to try and grab. Uh, you ever read with, Screw Tape? Yeah, I'm reading it right now. It's a great book. But the concepts of the numinous awe and and people's representation of morality and like a god, yeah, and just that you know. It's it's such a complicated thing, and I like the whole idea of well, like how could people have possibly understood anything about God in areas where they would have never heard about it? Yeah. And then you break into the whole realization of the the God dreams, yeah. where it's like civilizations that would have never had access to knowledge about Christ and His death would receive dreams sometimes about Christ and his death, and the imagery is dead on. And they understood from those dreams, okay, this is the God well, the Bible the says. The Bible says, me. I won't come back until every man yeah. or every tribe has known of me. Yeah. So that's so how that, you can have tribes that were never contacted that have Christianity. It's not in name, but it's in practice. I mean, that brings up another question. If they die, where do they go? But that's, I think that's a mute point, because I think I know the answer to that one. But it's like, if you look at the morality of the people who worship Baal, they would take their children, willingly, put them in bronze hands and light it on fire. And burn the baby alive. Yeah. Did they think that was wrong? I feel like if they thought that was wrong, there would have been some stop to it, right? Yeah. So morality has changed 
over and over and over again. Within the, within the faith that I believe in, it has stayed pretty much true to its original morality compass. Mm-hmm. Now, there's some changes now, like there were a lot more rules uh, prior to Jesus, like when Peter had the dream about the, the blanket laid out with all the food, with the pigs and all that. And, you know, how when Paul and uh, Peter and I think a few other disciples or apostles, I mean, were sitting down to dinner with the Greeks or the, the Gentiles and Paul sat with the Gentiles and the, the Jews refused to do so. And Paul said, this is not, you know, it's not the clean and the unclean just because they're uncircumcised. That does not exist. Yeah. You know, so there's changes in belief or I guess the legalistic sense, but there's no morality change, you know, so I think that's the difference. Yeah, the moral like, laws stayed the same. I, I agree with you on that. I mean, there was a lot of Christian people that said, yeah, slavery is cool, but that doesn't mean that the Bible says that that was cool right. or that the religion or the, the belief system said it was cool, you know? So, I mean, I don't know. I just, I, you know, when I think about that kind of stuff, like where's morality come from, I think there's no doubt that it comes from God. Mm-hmm. It, even, even, even if you think we're born with it, then if you believe in God, you would know that that came from God, right? So, I mean, I think morality comes from God. And I think we all have a baseline morality. I think even when people say, like, if you were to be on a ship and you stole $100 worth of gold, and they say, we're going to kill the person when we find him, and me and you are on the ship, and they think, I did it, but you stole it, and you say nothing as a, as a non-believer, and they kill me for it, mm-hmm. I think you would feel remorse for that. You should, unless you've somehow burned your conscience. Right, so that would be a sense of morality. Whereas you're not going to be so, I guess, brave to say it was me, mm-hmm. but there's a sense of morality there. Yeah, there's remorse for, yeah. Yes. So there is a morality sense, but I just don't know if that, I think there's a deeper morality that comes from something further than our own selves, you know? Yeah, and that's something that C.S. Lewis talked about extensively too. It's like, yeah, everybody has that moral compass that is like fuzzy. You know, it's, it's not something that's very clear, but you can grasp things like, oh yeah, if I lie, I feel bad about that, yeah. so it must be bad. It's like morality couldn't have just sprung out of nothing. It has to come from something. And yeah. he, of course, argues it's directly from God. And it couldn't have evolved, which is the evolutionary position, yeah. the atheist position. Um, but his whole shtick was, yeah, the moral compass is something that when you accept God's law, it changes and it it adapts, but it's it's never like a 180 degrees difference. Your moral law is more in line with God's law than you think. Yeah. But in coming to the realization of like, okay, God's law is the true law, it it brings it all the way to its proper position. So it's like it's a fallen law. It's it reflects something that's truthful. It makes things clearer. Yeah, it's like it it's reflecting something that's true through a dusty mirror. So it's like yeah. you get an impression of what it's supposed to be, but you can't see the true law or true morality until you come to realize Christ and God are the center of it. Well, what, I, what, I've, what I've kind of wished for a while, not really wished, but I was real young when I, you know, believed in God. And, and I know a lot of people get saved young, and they're like, oh, I don't know. But for me, yeah, it really happened. So I, I can't really relate to the prior TJ. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was, what, six years old, seven years old? And for a while, I wondered, did I ever really get saved? But, I, you know, I, I realized in my life that for sure, because there's a massive difference in my life but I don't remember the prior TJ so I can't I can't really relate to the morality gap in that so I can't speak to that 
Um, I can only hear from people outside of my own personal experience. And it seems like there's a big morality jump when you do give your life over to Christ. You know, there's a big change in you, you know. So I don't know. I, I, I think that morality is probably inherent to an extent. But the responsibility of morality, I think, comes from God right. and a faith in God. Meaning that, yeah, you probably know it's wrong to murder, but there's a responsibility not to do so. And in a, in a greater sense of, uh, I guess, um, fret on not doing that. Yeah. Whereas there's some morality that comes from God that will not come from just simply being you. And I think, that, I think both things are true. I think there's certain laws that, you know, I mean, that's just logical. If you go around murdering people in early days, you're going to not have any people to work the farm. You know, so that's also a logical thing, I think. But, you know. Right, right. And... Uh... No, I think you're correct. And see, that, that would be the atheist position where they'd be logic, like, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, yeah. If if the early man had gone around and killed everybody, it would have been a bad thing. So he yeah. must have felt bad about it. Except it's like you can't get morals from purest logic. Yeah, but like we're talking murder, not not war. We're talking murder, not war, because yeah. war would have been particularly for a reason. Like you needed a resource, or you didn't like them. You know, I guess that could be construed as murder. But murder, in a sense of like. You know, you kill your brother. Yeah, it's, well, it's purposeful, premeditated. Yeah. By, or, you know, the Ten Commandments, it says thou shalt not murder, not necessarily thou shalt not kill. Yeah. That's why manslaughter is not usually meted out with the punishment of death. Yeah. So it's like, it's it's very specific. And yeah, man has gone far in trying to extrapolate out of that, but, you know, the United States moral ethic code is directly derived from the Ten Commandments. and Yeah. It, it's interesting. Most of it is, and... What I find cool is, like, if you ever read about Thomas Jefferson, he wrote his own Bible. Did you know that? I did not know that. It's called the Jeffersonian Bible. I, I can't remember. Was it but, a translation, or was it just a separate Bible? A separate Bible. He took out all the things that he thought were, what, like, fairy tale. Of course. They didn't yeah. think were real. Yeah, like, yeah. like I don't know. Like, I don't even know what it is. I need to get one so I can read it and see what he did. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. You know, but that, but that man was... He was interesting in his faith. He was semi-Christian, but not so much. Whereas all those other guys... Deist. Yeah, I, I think he... Agnostic, but not really, because he believed in the Judeo-Christian God. So I don't... I don't know what he was. But that guy I would have loved to meet but, and see what his whole thing was about. Because he was a very smart man, smarter than I would ever be. Yeah. So I'd like to sit down and talk with him. But, you know, yeah, faith is fun. Faith is an interesting thing, especially when you talk about morality. And I've had that conversation many a times. And I found when I talk with people who aren't from my own belief that the morality conversation takes some weird turns. And most of the time, um, they go, yeah, you're kind of right, you know. So that's why in my experience, and I've never talked to anybody that's like, well, I guess I have, but never had like an in moment with guy, people that are like legit, like religious scholars or like legit smart people. I've talked with some engineers and stuff, but never to the extent of somebody who does that stuff. But a lot of times when I talk to people like that, they kind of get stuck and they're like, I don't know, you know? So that's kind of brings me to the, the belief that morality is inherent in humans, but morality, the responsibility of it is from God, I think. Yeah. And certain moral, certain moral things are from God as well. Like, you know, sex is out of marriage and stuff like that. That's, that's not necessarily a logical thing. You know, it actually, it's illogical in a lot of ways, especially in the early days, but it's a moral thing, you know? So that's a, that's a difference. Yes. Yeah. But like other things like murder and things like that, I think that's probably a logical 
inclusion. That's why it's interesting that, yeah, there's a whole spectrum across the Ten Commandments and then the later revelations along with, you know, Christ's completion of the law. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, some of them are logical, purely, like yeah. murder. And some of them are just like, where the heck did you get that? What What's that about? Yeah, well, um, I mean, a lot of them are logical, too, like with eating the pigs. I mean, there's a lot of diseases in pigs at the time. Yeah. And if you didn't cook them properly, even today, you're, you're getting a lot, you're getting real sick. Yeah. But I think that, that was a logical thing, especially in the early days. You know, like, I don't know about the shellfish thing. I think shellfish carry a lot of diseases as well if they're not cooked through. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, and a lot of people have shellfish allergies, especially Jewish people, believe it or not. Hmm. It's kind of so, weird, yeah. It was probably God's protection for the people. <laughs> Who knows? But, I mean, there's some logical things. There's some maybe illogical things, like the sex outside of marriage. It, it's not illogical, or it's not logical if you're not married. If you're married, it's logical. But if you're not married, it's not really illogical. You know, it's kind of just, it is what it is. I guess disease would be one thing that would be logical about it. But, you know, it, I don't know. I don't know. So there's certain things like that that I think comes purely from what I would call like a religious morality. Whereas the actual human morality is certain things, but I think the responsibility of that morality comes from God. So Yeah, and it's an interesting thing because God won't hold you accountable except to the extent that, that his law has been revealed yeah. in, a, in a sense, you know. So it's like if you were completely removed from all societies and you only had your moral compass with which to, to go. Like, you you could never hear about Christianity. You could never hear about God or anything. You just had yeah. your moral compass. If you lived via that moral compass, I think that's the extent to which God would hold you accountable. Yeah. It's like, he, if he doesn't reveal something oh, to you, he's you going to punish you for it. You're talking about if you never knew of Jesus and you didn't get saved, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, to an extent. Well, I think, like, when... Uh, how long is this? Do you need to cut it off? Well, we can keep going. We're just about two hours. I don't know how long. Oh, jeez. Hey, <laughs> when I come in, I do it big. That's right. But, like, if you read after Jesus died, right, um, he went to Hades or the, the Chisholm. There's, there's some debate Hades, about that, wherever. Yeah. But I personally think it was a place where people were held that did not have the chance to know the faith. Or even people that did have the chance. And Jesus went there and he said, hey, I'm real. And so for those people at that time, they either believed or they did not believe. And for people that were never going to believe, that wouldn't believe, they said no, and they were left. Whereas people that said, I do believe, they went with him. I think because there was a great chasm between the bosom of Abraham, and I think there was another area as well. So I think that that's part of what that was, a non-Christian. If a man dies today, not of Christ, but never knowing of Christ, that's a question. What happens then? Is there a chance? Do you always have a chance? Is it just simply in the, the nature around you? You know. But if you believe in a God, but you don't know what to call him or how to get saved, the Bible just says, you know, believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. Yeah. You know, but do you have to confess that Jesus is Savior? Or can you just simply confess that there is a God and I know this God, the God of my dream, perhaps, or the God of the, the world around me? Is that simply enough, you know? Yeah, and, and it becomes a very interesting debate because there's some things, of course, we can't really know for certain. So like, you yeah. know, we can debate until we're blue in the face on whether or not, you know, okay, once a person dies, does he get another chance if he never heard about God? I mean, I know the Bible says that every man will hear of him or at least have every available opportunity to be able to convert. But the Bible doesn't say that because the Bible says that Jesus won't come back until every man woman and child of every nation has heard of him right so there is people especially when that was said that hadn't heard of him and probably didn't have the chance 
Right, but I mean, I'm talking about through dreams and things. He he reveals himself in different ways to different people. Just like, you know, he's chosen Perhaps. the Bible to reveal himself to us in a certain way. Perhaps, but but would they know him as Jesus? Well, probably not. So then, that's what I'm saying, like... But they would they would know the concept well enough. I think God would accept that because that was the way He revealed himself. Oh, I'm not saying He would them. accept it. I'm just saying, is that good enough? You know, probably for them, yes. I and, so. and I don't think they would be held to the higher standard of knowing. Well, I think all God's a merciful God. I think yes, it's good enough. But I was just curious what you thought. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that would be good enough. One more question before we shut this thing down. Go for it. In Revelations, there is a uh, passage that Revelations is one of those things that I can I can wrap my head around a lot of things, but Revelations it's yeah. just way too confusing. <laughs> like I don't get it. Like the 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 whore of Babylon and the, the dragons like it just makes no sense to me. I think I know what like the whore of Babylon is and the dragon is, but I don't really understand it. I can only put it in terms of today. You're in like, good company because everyone if, in history has struggled with it. Well, if if today if I had to say who is the whore of Babylon, it would be one of two people: America or Saudi Arabia, like the Middle East. But, but that's beside the point. In Revelations, it talks about that Jesus will come and rule for a millennium, mm-hmm. which is a thousand years. Right? Yeah. I think it's I think it's a thousand years. And Satan will be taken. But then Satan will be released for I can't remember what the wording is. It's like for a little while, something like yeah. that. What is that? Because it, it it says that the people who were decapitated and the people who died during the time of the beast, I believe, would be ruling with Christ on earth for a millennia. What is that? Be walking with them, but what? But what is that? Is he a king on earth for a thousand years? So that I, that's definitely referring to the martyrs for Christ. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. for sure. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, what is the thousand years ruling, and it's on earth because it goes like this: Jesus will rule for a millennia, then Satan will be released. He will gather his armies and Gog and Magog, and go to war, and they'll be swiped out, and then Christ and His throne will come down, and the earth and the uh, and the heavens will disappear, no. and there will be a new earth and a new city. So, what is the millennia? Is that a millennium in, in a thousand years in heaven where he rules over the world? Is that a thousand years on earth where he rules over the world? And then, why is the devil captured and released? Those are See, my questions. Well, that he kind of is captured at the moment. He has limitations. Is he? Right. He has limitations. He's limited by God, but yeah. only in certain ways. So he's well, but, okay. like he well, a chain so, around so his you neck think, on how far he could go. So you think, Satan's Maybe, in, you think Satan's in hell right now? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying he has a limitation. He, like, he has he, to get he, permission yeah. for what to do, right? I mean, look well, at but Job. That would be, but that would be... <laughs> he has to get permission. But that would be all time, though. No, no. But That's what if new. when he comes in Revelations, he's let off the leash? Which I, means he has... The ability to do whatever he wants. I, th- yeah, but that I still think he's under until God's... God comes back. But hold on, but that, that's not the question because, yeah, that could obviously, be the reference to releasing. Satan them. has rule of the earth, especially at a time. But when he wanted to harm someone of God's, like Job, he had to ask. He yeah. said, "Let me test him." That did not change. So that's not anything new. It's not like I think he's, God just allows yeah. him to do whatever he, he wants. Well, he's still not, not as really, crazy. But things. not really. It's not like that because he had to ask permission to go against Job. Right. You know. So it's like. That hasn't changed from from then till now, has right. it? No. If anything, it's gotten a little bit tighter, perhaps. You know. So, why would he be captured during the thousand years and then released again? See, and that's something we and, and, we and, can't and if know. that's the case, if there's a thousand years where Christ rules in heaven or on earth, who is not following Christ? How would they gather an army from Gog and Magog? Is that simply spiritual? 
And so, see, there's a huge, I mean, this has been going on for years and thousand, 2,000 years, ever since, yeah. you know, Christ died. There's been so much going on. Like, people have tried to decipher that, and like I'm saying, you know, yeah. it's it's know. perfectly understandable that you don't understand it, because I don't either. That You know, you have the one camp, and usually a lot of the beliefs around Revelation center around, like, tribulation and the rapture. So you have, you know, pre-trib camp, you have mid-trib camp, and you've got post-trib camp on, you know, when the Christians are going to be raptured. And I can't say that I have a, a firm belief on which one of those it is because there's solid arguments on all three camps. There's, you know, Christ's revelation about the end times in Mark 13 that talks about things that makes it sound like it's mid-trib or post-trib. And there's other things that make it sound like it's pre-trib, as in, but, but in this Revelation. Speci- but in this specific example, it's pretty fair to say that, in a way, Jesus has already come back. If people that were martyrs were coming back to rule with him, Jesus would be on earth already. So the tribulation would have already been done. That's all done. So who are the people... With Christ ruling for a thousand years, I, I read somewhere that we're in that a thousand years. I I don't think so. I don't because, think so either. I'm just saying. Yeah. But I mean, it, it's not it's not a question of the tribulation because the tribulation would have already happened. Because yeah. at that point, after Satan gathers his armies, God ends it all. Yeah. So the tribulation would have already happened because the Bible says Jesus will come like a thief in the night. If he's going to rule for a thousand years, there's no thief in the night after that, right? I mean, it's already set in stone. Yeah. So I mean, it's that that would have already happened. So I mean, why? I just want to know why. First of all, what does it mean to rule for a millennium? I believe it says he rules on earth. Um, what does that mean? And why are there people that aren't following Christ at that point? And then why would Satan be released? I think it's going to be. That? You know, this is certainly a think and not a no because I don't think we can know exactly what was meant by it. But I, I would believe that uh, you know everyone's going to acknowledge Christ's reign. It's not going to be a matter of that at all. But there are obviously people that give their lives to Christ, and there's people that don't. And, you know, it's going to be impossible not to acknowledge Christ's kingship once he's actually here. Yeah. I mean, being in the presence of God, you have no choice but to worship him. That's that's essentially how it works. Well, we have a choice now, and that's why... In the thousand years, you'd be in the presence of Jesus. And I'm not saying he's not God. I'm saying... Right. There were plenty of people in the presence of Jesus, and they put him on a cross. Yeah. The presence of God will not come until after the time Jesus, or Satan is released. Right. And he will—I mean, I'm not saying people won't be in heaven with God. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that whomever is left on this earth won't see God in that sense until he destroys everything. I, I think there will be glory accompanied with him on that second coming, though, because of, you know— Sure. The— uh, the transfiguration. But the second coming would have happened prior to the thousand years, right? Because then he would be ruling over the earth. Yeah. So that's all done. So why and who are the people that are going to go to war with Christ after that? Well, it's probably all those that refuse to bend the knee. But who would do that? Because You're asking that would, somebody that because doesn't know. <laughs> that, would be, that would be after the tribulation, and then there would be the beast would rule, and the Antichrist and all that, and all that travesties would happen. And then would they just live to be a thousand years old, the people that already followed the devil? Is that what that is? Because I, I highly I doubt it's I purely physical. 
Because something if it's, that we don't know, and there's it, so much if deliberation. It's physical, if it's physical, it would be nukes, right? I mean, because the the biggest thing is nobody even can be in agreement and when the thousand years is. Because yeah, you and I, I believe it'll, it'll be like right after the tribulation. But there's those that have very good reason for believing it might be before or during a different time. But the it, only way it could be is if Christ doesn't come back to Earth. Because that would be the second coming of Christ. I don't know. And, and I think it's if, something we can't know until Jesus, it's hindsight. If Jesus comes back and the mortals are resurrected with him to rule, that's certainly a second coming. Or perhaps a third coming at that point. No, I think it would, it would have to be a second coming. Because as far, as far as we know, there's only two comings. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. Perhaps the... Well, see, that's not... I don't know about that because if people are resurrected, then there's the time of the Antichrist. I think... Or is it saying or is it saying the second coming is after that there's a thousand years rule of Christ, but that can't be true because the beast would be on the earth. I mean, it could be true, but it would have to be a section. There's Maybe the, the pre-trib would... Probably pre-trib is the, the closest I can answer to it, and again, I, I don't claim to be firmly in any one of those camps because I just don't know. It's just so complicated. But the pre-trib would say that um, there are only two comings of Christ on earth, but the rapture would be the coming of Christ to the air. So people are called up to Christ in the air. That wouldn't constitute a second coming as far as walking on the earth. And I, that's think, that is, taken I away. think that is called the second coming. See, and that's what I would say. That's why I'm saying I'm not in one of these camps. But they say, okay, the, the Christians are called up before the, the tribulation occurs they start their thousand-year reign up in heaven, yeah. and the tribulation happens and all sorts yeah, of stuff. Yeah, but that question would, not to get on another tangent, but that would be like, I was talking to somebody once, and um, they said, who do you think the two uh, witnesses will be? And I said, I, <laughs> and I said either it's, it's um, um, Methuselah, not Methuselah, uh, Elijah and, uh, heck, gummit. What's his name? John. Enoch. Uh, Enoch. Yeah, it was either those two, or I said it was the two people that met with Christ on the mountain, which was Moses and Elijah. Was it Elijah? I think it was Elijah. So either way, I think Elijah. Okay, so Elijah and Moses. And somebody said to me, well, it can't be Moses because Moses can't step foot in the, uh, the promised land. And then I said to myself, I was like, huh, interesting. But is that in a physical sense, a literal sense? Like, what does that mean? So if that's the case, like, if Moses can indeed be the one who comes to witness, because I personally think the two people that have claimed not to have died, which would be uh, Enoch and Elijah, you know, Enoch was yeah. walked with God and then he was no more. That He could have died, but it sounds like he didn't because everyone else was like, and then he died. And then Elijah went up in a flaming chariot. So I think those are probably the two. But if it is Moses, it's more than likely he'll be in Israel or in the promised land and could he be there? And if he could be there, then that would mean that the second coming is an air thing or whatever. I don't yeah, know. That got confusing. Yeah, and I would, I would be hesitant to attribute the, the two witnesses to anyone that we've even encountered in the biblical account. Oh, that's account. fine. I, I could it could be yeah, somebody brand new. But theor theoretically, I'm saying, like, they say, well, if Moses was the one on the... I can't remember if that was in the promised land, though. Uh, that would make, under that reasoning, that would make sense. But, but was who was... Where was Jesus? It was the Mount of Olives, correct? 
where the transfiguration came. Yeah, not at all. The two guys, and it was Moses and Elijah, they said. Yeah. Moses would have been in the promised land. Right. So if that's the case, then that, like, I don't know how to put this into human words, but, like, that would be the same thing as if Jesus came back as a spirit in the air calling people home. That would be the second coming. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm in the camp that, yeah, I think once Christ comes to reclaim his people, that is the second coming, just from the literal interpretation of what that means. Yeah. But that, that's why, yeah, end times prophecy or eschatology, as they call it, is the most debated, most complex, mind-bending thing you'll ever start. I mean, you could study it for your entire life and have no clue that's what's, what's going cool on. That's what's cool because, like, most most of the Bible, most of it, it's pretty locked down. You could find commentaries on all things telling you exactly yeah. what yeah, yeah. this word meant in Greek or what this word meant in Aramaic or Hebrew or whatever. But Revelations is like the one thing that nobody knows about. And that's everybody has a theory, but nobody can say, oh, this is pretty much it. Like there's no agreed upon thing. Like if you read about the story of Daniel, it's pretty agreed upon that he was uh, a servant of the Babylonians and then the Persians and then the, or the Mede-Persians and then the Persians. Yeah. It's pretty agreed upon. But like with Revelations, it's pretty like, I, they don't even know where John was or if it was even John who wrote it, you know? They, well, they're, they're pretty sure that, yeah, it was John in his On the island of Patmos. Palmo, yeah, Patmos. Yeah. But I mean, it, but they, you know, but everything There's else. There's so much mystery enshrouding it, yeah. So when Jesus, or when God says, no one will know the time, he'll come like a thief in the night. Not even God, or not even Jesus knows the time. Makes sense. Yeah. You know, we can't even understand all this. Not to say that that means that Jesus can't, but I'm saying like, we don't understand. This is like the one thing no one understands, you know? Mm-hmm. Interesting stuff. Yeah, which is why we shouldn't listen to date setters because that's the big date setters. Oh, date setters. Yeah, well, yeah. Because there's been so many of them that are like, oh, you know, 1980, 1988, that's going to be the year. It is weird because if you were living in the time of Nero, you probably thought, oh, this is it. He's the beast. You know, he's the Antichrist. My personal belief is there's many Antichrists all throughout history. All of the time, there's an Antichrist on the earth right now. Because not What's even the difference between little a antichrist and big a. Antichrist? Well, I think it's like there's like these uh, dudes that are like in you know they just got their masters right, and uh, they're just floating along looking for a job, and then once she just comes back, well then they get promoted to that job and they're the professor now, so they are the antichrist at that point. Whereas the, the Bible says there's been many antichrists, yeah, yeah. but I'm saying like they're like they're like the children of the antichrist, but when the time comes, they become the dad, you know. So I think there's plenty of, like, Satan doesn't know, so he's got a guy here waiting to go up. And he's already prepping for the next version of his Antichrist, you know? Yeah. yeah it's probably a thing where there's, there's always someone that could become the one yeah. in the works. Because, I mean, not even Satan knows when that time is exactly. going to be. So. so there's many Antichrists yeah. throughout history. So, but. And it depends on your definition of what an Antichrist is, because... You know, Paul talks about the Antichrist, and I think that's the passage you were referencing about the many Antichrists. Uh-huh. And it talks about them going out of the congregation that he was referencing. I can't remember which one of the congregations he was talking to. Um, but it's like, you know, we we knew that they were not all of Christ because they went out of the body. So they left the church, and they were talked about as if they were Antichrists. So I think by definition, it's anybody that is against the will of Christ or against the work of Christ. Yeah. Um, but in terms of, yeah, how it's referenced in Revelation, I think there will be one person who is the, the key anti-Christ. Not, not that they will do everything opposite to what Christ did, because I think it's pretty much clear that 
they're going to be a, as close a representation of what we think Christ is as there will ever be yeah. until Christ really returns. Except for a few things like, you know, making you get a mark on your head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that kind of stuff. But Well, that's Jesus if I've ever heard about him. <laughs> Getting a mark on my head, that's yeah, 66. Yeah, that's a, that's... If I see that, I'm doing it. We'll eventually get Christ's name on us, but that's when we're all uh, yeah, that's redeemed. <laughs> yeah, you know, if anybody ever says you can't have tattoos, Jesus has got a tattoo on his thigh. No. And we're all going to have tattoos as well. That's right. Of the secret name. I and be... if we're lucky, we get the white stone with our new name written on yeah, it. I want my name to be Jose. That's right, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm hoping for my own name, so... <laughs> Yeah, well. Sorry it took so long. No, that's good. It's, it's good to talk about this stuff because it's so... I mean, people don't realize it's simple on the surface. And you can totally, you know, you can be completely safe without getting into any of this. But the deeper you go, the more incredibly complex it gets. Well, if there's two things I could talk about. I could keep on going. It's uh, religious things or the Bible or Christianity or ancient history or history in general yeah. i could go on for days about those well i guess conspiracies are another one but you know history and i've been fascinated with history my whole life i want to know why like why did nobody ever go north like why did hitler attack russia like i want to know those things but i also like when it comes to christianity i've been reading the bible since i was a baby boy and i do it all the time so i'm constantly reading it so i have so many questions you know and i could talk about it for days so, either one of those things. So, if you want to have another six-hour podcast, I'm down. Yeah. Sorry I took so long. David wouldn't shut up. So That's right. It's my fault. You know, it's always, I'm it's always like David's that. fault. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. So, huh. well, I guess we'll, uh, we'll all sign off yeah. here so we don't yeah, we'll keep talking. I've also got a pee, too. So. Oh, yeah. oh, there you go. You could have went pee mid-session. Well, know? we were in the middle Just of a pee conversation. <laughs> I could have. Well, I don't know. <laughs> well, it won't go that far. SMR or whatever. P A S M R A S M R yeah. Nobody wants to listen to you. P. Somebody yeah, does. Nobody does. Somebody wants to. No. Yeah. If no. Tyler's listening to the podcast, cut it off quick. <laughs> okay. Uh, anything you want to say at the end, TJ? Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was a good time. I appreciate it. Um, your house is a little too warm for me, but other than that, it's, I. What do you want from me? No, I wear maybe, shorts. I'm not maybe, wearing a jacket. I'm wearing shorts. I. I figured it would be. Colder. You came in here with a long sleeve shirt I mean, and a jacket my on. My house is a is a balmy sixty nine degrees. I figured it'd be similar here. That's all. Yeah, not eighty five. If, if, if it gets warm out, we keep it warm. It's seventy one in here. I don't run the temperature. I'm not gonna lie. It's seventy one. Who has a house at seventy one? What do you During have? Humid. Rich people. <laughs> you okay? No, you always have your house super freezing cold. Yeah, that's why you have like higher bills like that. My bills are cheap. It was like fifty bucks for my internet or my uh, uh, whatever it's called AC. electricity. Yeah. AC. Yeah, we kept it cold during snowy <laughs> events. Yeah. See, I would, I, we should have called me here for that then. I would have no, loved that. No, we kept one. it cold, not that we just open couldn't. the door. Open the door. No, we kept it cold so that our, we had to pay more. So. Wait, you, you don't have to. That's but gas. Price in, oh, yeah, no, you have a, no, you have gas, yeah. Yeah. I put it in, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, awesome. Um, David, you got anything you want to say? Yeah. Wing, as always. A wing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let, when Trey canceled the podcast, uh, I kept saying Bewing over and over, and he got really mad about it. I didn't get mad. I was like, why do you keep saying that? Because I'm like, well, David says it, so and You I'm don't say it over like, and over. We well, don't he wasn't to. here, so it, me and yeah, Jacob said it like a hundred times, just so, so everybody would know what's up. I can't do podcasts without you, David. <laughs> <laughs> it's all over. I was trying to be David. <laughs> Thank you. You carried on the legacy. Yeah, I had to. Yeah. Well, uh, awesome. We'll, we'll catch you next time. See you on the next and, uh, one. See ya. Peace. <laughs>